episodes of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hi, y'all. I'm Marie. I'm Katie. We are Reformed Whore. That's also the name of our band. And you're listening to Mockumental Comedy Music Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn with Tilly Mokhtar Dwyer. Turn on, tune in, my gal. Come feel funny with us. This is Mockumental on Radio Free Brooklyn. Someone's off script. <laughs> Tonight we're super pumped to have Rob Parabonian in the studio for a deep tissue interview, live jams, and call-in questions for you out there in the real world. Our mock bottom drinking game will be the drink every time we get a listener call in. So call in at 718-528-5233. Mock bottoms up! Let's go funny together. What's going on? I guess I should put my headphones on so I can hear myself, but uh, I don't really like listening to my own voice. It's weird. <laughs> I, it makes me kind of, it kind of freaks me out, but I know Speaking you, only or speaking or singing? Because you have a lovely really singing voice and nice, you have a, I don't even a wonderful like, speaking voice. Thank you, Rob. I don't even really, I'm not, I get, maybe I'm just not the best judge. I think it takes it takes getting used it to. Takes some time. Yeah, because I used to hate it, but I I do it a lot now, and yeah. I'm, I'm just way more used to it. It doesn't yeah. distract me as much as it used to. I get it. I get nitpicky. Yeah, I'm a fucking perfectionist, and you, I'm like, well, what? Did I my my warble at the end there <laughs> wasn't my vibrato wasn't exactly. Oh uh, yeah, you, you know. The, now there's so many tricks you can do in post to to fix that, but you know. I just want to always say, can I just have acid and fix it in post? <laughs> um, I actually just well anyway we'll. Get to that in a second i wanted to just do a couple news stories of um we're gonna we really have to make a, a, a news story yeah yeah something like that <laughs> um freddie's back room and bar in uh brooklyn is having their eight-year anniversary party Woo-hoo. i'm very very happy to be on acid it's actually uh what is it What's ed sullivan it's on ed acid? sullivan on acid that's yeah, the name of the show long running show long running show uh by mr the one and only calvin cato yeah. hosts the show and he's just pretty much everyone's favorite person. <laughs> like, there's nobody. 
you can't complain about Calvin. He's yeah, just if, so if cool. If you have a problem with him, there's probably it's your fault. Actually, if you have a problem with him, I will I will punch you in the face. Um, and, uh, Rebecca Vigil's on that show. Uh, Kendra Cunningham, Joe Larson, Pat O'Shea. Uh, Pat O'Shea, the original host. Of, the original. Yeah. He's from coming. the original location. He's coming back. He's nice. bringing the big guns. Um, yeah, he's and, a rock star now. And then there's just like me. You know, I'm in it. But yeah, I'm like, you're a rock, you're a rock star. He's I'm a, a rock star. star. He's a rock star. Uh, and there's like a punk band. It's going to be a whole fun night. It's nine o'clock. It's uh, I think it's free. Um, I didn't see a, a, a cost of uh, any, uh, maybe, yeah. you know. Just sneak in and see what happens. One, <laughs> one pinky finger is what they are taking at the door. One pinky finger. It doesn't have to be yours. It could be your guest's. Oh, yeah, something you found on the street. It, Bring you one. Know. <laughs> you know, the neighborhood it, is transitioning. It happens. What, uh, what day is that? That is uh, the, the Monday, the 4th. Monday the 4th. Awesome. Booyah. That's going to be fun. Uh, then we have August 9th through the 11th. Is, um, that's a little ways off that I wanted to say because they are they just got their tickets online. But Fump Fest oh, is yeah. happening in Chicago, oh, Illinois. So because we're, yeah, I did that a couple years ago. You've done it. I've uh, I've been asked to do it, and I never really can get oh, there. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, um, I did it a couple years ago. It was super fun. I need to do it, uh, but I also need to do a surrounding situation. I have yeah. some friends. I have a lot of friends in Chicago, too. Yeah. And it's kind of like... It's like this interesting thing because it's not quite in Chicago. It's a little outside, yeah, right? Just, it's like a yeah, just uh, not too far out. It's like um, far I out. think it was clo- it was not too far from the airport. If I remember, oh, the last time they did right. it, I don't know if it they're is... in the same space. But yes, I, I think have it's family. The same. I'm from Waukegan, Illinois, which oh, is in that that's general right. metro area. But it's a really fun. And none festival. of them came to see you. They were like, nah. my sister came oh, with me actually, go. yeah, and uh, she got to uh, see what it's like. You know, because she's, you know, yeah, it's a, uh, but it's really fun. They do, a, they do really good programming and you, well, you know, the Fump people. From I know them very forever. well. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's a really fun festival because it's very dedicated, uh, audience and they get a really good, uh, arrangement or assortment of comedy musicians. They really do. They have the double clicks are, uh, the, um, headlining act of the, the year, which I'm very excited. About. I really like the double clicks for a while. I supported their Patreon campaign even, Excellent. um, that's how much I like them. <laughs> Uh, and then, and, uh, then we have, uh, Diva Spice, the four po- postmen, Henry Phillips. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's a good, that is a rock'em sock'em lineup. It's a pretty good lineup. And, um, you can go to fumpfest.com for tickets. Uh, also just the fump in general, uh, find them, seek them out. They, I go to them. Dr. Demento even goes to them oh, for, yeah. for new comedy music. Um, they're, they're a, a great way to discover, uh, new people aside from, me, I mean, I cover more East Coast, and they tend to, you know, do more of the uh, Middle and West Coast. So we had it covered, um, <laughs> and we share. So that's the best part. Um, comedy music is, um, it's not as cutthroat as comedy. It's a it's, mutually supportive. Uh, it's pretty m- more for the most part mutually supportive. Uh, uh, scene. It's a circle jerk. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to go to that, definitely get your tickets at you know early because it helps. It's a you get know it's early. very DIY, so they they put this together themselves. So the earlier you get your tickets, the more they can plan to make it an awesome festival. Yeah, exactly. And you can get a hotel. Yeah. Uh, they do a hotel block for it, so you can party <laughs> with the celebs, and you know it's like cool. It's like a cool gig. It's like a fun. It's like an immersive weekend in comedy music. Yeah, it's really fun. There's some panels. There's all sorts of stuff. So um, get it together and go and. Then, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard of this guy, but he's kind of a big deal. Um, he's a legend in his own mind, but his Rob Paravonian has a new album out. Oh, that guy. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> uh, no, we have him. He haunts me, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we've got him here in the studio, and it is super, super my pleasure to have him here. And we're going to talk all about his new album uh, and the making of it. And uh, I sat in the front row for it. Yeah, it was very you guys exciting. Were there. You we saw were it up happen. close and personal. I got a little spit on me at one point. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was a real deal. I had my. Um, had him sign my tits you know i mean you know i was there so uh, we're gonna start off with a couple songs we like to spin just to just to get immerse ourselves we're gonna do, maybe we'll just do two and then we'll like uh so we want to do one we'll start off with a sexual harassment prevention song which is nice comedy music can also be uh, you can learn yes something it can help change the world uh, it can change the world it really can and then we'll and then we're we're gonna um bring it Bring it home with driving with uh, Grandpa, which is a, a, a new hot track. Who's of the a, sexual harassment song by? It is actually Lauren Meyer, who oh, okay, cool. does a lot of really great, great stuff. Um, and I want to get her on the show, but I don't. She doesn't like. I don't really know where she lives because she's mostly an online artist. Okay. So I never really. She lives on the internet. She lives <laughs> within an Apple computer. Um, <laughs> she's a singularity. So let's let's kick it off with the sexual harassment prevention song by Lauren Meyer. Hit it! <laughs> the news is full of sexual misconduct and harassment, and what to do consumes each institution. But instead of trying to analyze what each remark or past meant, there just might be an easier solution. You could do a lot of training and encourage more complaining. Or you could hire and promote more women, make everybody in the joint sit through an hour-long PowerPoint, or hire and promote more women. You could ban socializing and employ fraternizing till in rules and regulations you're swimming. Have your board of directors hire inspectors with lie detectors, or maybe just appoint more women. You could emulate Mike Pence and decline any events where there's a chance you'd be alone with women. Which is totally unfair If you avoid us everywhere Opportunities won't be there for women And if a guy's such a wuss He can't help grabbing someone's private parts Without being told his lust needs trimming Instead of one more chance To keep it in his pants Maybe he should be replaced with women You could give girls a dress code Making sure that nothing showed So that boys aren't triggered by women or that crap we could torpedo, boys could own their own libido and stop blaming everything on women. With each story coming through, you could sniff, well, if it's true, till the list of allegations is brimming. But instead of having men tell us what to do again, we might try electing more women. There seems to be a troubling double standard For men who have harassed, assaulted, or philandered Democrats, we reject them While Republicans elect them You could make a lot of noise about boys being boys Or realize that's just lies and misdirection You could sputter and squawk, it's just locker room talk Well, that worked in the last election how many times before have we thought we won this war? But nope, our hope kept dimming. But now things are moving fast. Maybe change has come at last, because we're finally believing women. Yes, the best antidote is to hire and promote and elect and vote for more women. When I was a kid, I really liked oldies. I loved, you know, 50s and 60s music. When I was 8, 9, 10 years old, I loved the Beach Boys. But all the, yeah, but the, the Beach Boys songs are all about California and surfing and driving and girls. I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Illinois. 
I was 10 years old. I didn't know anything about California or surfing or cars or girls. So I wanted to try to write a Beach Boys type song about something I might have been able to relate to <laughs> when I was 10 years old. So here's what I came up with. Grandpa hasn't gotten new glasses in years. Wop, wop, wah, ooh, wop, wah. Now driving with him is one of my greatest fears. Wop, wop, wah, ooh. He's yelling at the other drivers like he's insane. I'm in the backseat praying and praying, cause I'm the only one who knows we're in the wrong lane. Driving with Grandpa gives me heart palpitations. Driving with Grandpa, it's all moving violations. Driving with Grandpa, I want to make it home tonight. A ride with Grandpa always fills me with stress. Wop, wop, Cause he stops traffic to yell at the GPS. Wop, wop, the right directions it won't show we asked three people nobody knows because the place we're going closed eight years ago riding with grandpa riding with grandpa riding with grandpa pull over pull over thank you officer I'm blinking Morse code to you so you can rescue me. <laughs> Glad you like that. Yeah, yes. Uh, that was Rob Paravonian from his new, newest, latest <laughs> breakthrough, back through, uh, breakdown, uh, back up again. No, it's such a great Break album. Dancing. Break dancing. Um, it, it is called uh, Rob Paravonian Rocks a Jazz Club. Is Rob it? P. Rocks a Jazz Rob Club. Rob P. Rocks the official a... title. Rob P. Um, how can I forget P? You know. <laughs> yes, Rob P. Rocks is where you can find uh, Rob in general on yeah. Instagram. Is that your Rob P. Rocks? On Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and even my website is robprocks.com. Yes. So look, you find him. Um, but most importantly, uh, go to iTunes. Go to uh, uh, you know, Amazon, are you guys it's on, on all the yeah, all the digital everywhere, things. anywhere, the anywhere band you camp, can the, find the musics, the title. Um, you can the, find uh, Spotify's. Um, and that was it's Grandpa's driving with Grandpa. driving with Grandpa, right? And then up uh, before that was uh, a sexual harassment pre prevention song by Laura Meyer. Um, but uh, you know this this is about you. Yeah, this is about <laughs> you and about the new album. And uh, well, let's talk a little bit about. What the fuck possessed you? <laughs> well, you've been, you know, we and we have talked about this a little bit, but we, you've been around many uh, a while, an eon. <laughs> yes, longer in the tooth than uh, than yes, a lot, but not not than I. But uh, <laughs> I'm an eighty-seven year old. Um, <laughs> you've you've done many albums. You are you are what we say, uh, what we call prolific <laughs> around these parts. Um, and uh, but why, why didn't you do? Haven't you done a live album before? It's uh, what's wrong with you? It's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it is wrong, yeah. And um, well, I you know the musician side of me, I was in bands and stuff, so I liked mm -hmm. doing studio albums because I liked doing a fun arrangement of a song. Like for example, that song would be a Beach Boys type song, and so I would have backing mm -hmm, vocals, mm -hmm. and you'd have like the full on Beach Boys sound and, right. and whatnot. Um, and I you know so I guess I just the musician side of me always. Uh, sort of one out and so I always did studio albums I did release two live collections of stuff right but they were basically things that 
I had recorded on videotape, like live videos of mm-hmm. my shows, and then there was one where I recorded a bunch of stuff on a mini disc player. If you remember what the mini disc players <laughs> were, <laughs> remember those? Vaguely. There were like six months where that, that was the top the of the line thing. technology. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, it was a super eight, if, you know. It's a CD, <laughs> but it's smaller, and right. it's like you, you only find them in Japan. Like they were like a real, big, like a Japanese yeah. They never fetish. hit big. They were yeah. fun right, for right. recording stuff, and you, but um, you were like, this is gonna be the one. Yeah, and there was even <laughs> one album I called it uh, Live on Both Coasts because. Some of the shows were from New York. Some oh, were in cool. L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would burn the CDs myself to sell after shows because oh, yeah. people used to buy CDs after shows back yeah. in those days. So, uh, But this is the first time I decided I was going to record a live concert start to finish, you know, one yeah. whole live show and release it as such, you know. Right. And um, and you do have no, you do have actual CDs people can buy. I did, yeah. I, I did a very limited run. You can get the actual physical CDs at cdbaby.com. CDbaby. And it's like a mail order thing. They're a you know, company that does a it's lot a baby of independent. It's a baby that runs it. It's amazing, <laughs> that baby. It's a smart, smart baby. It's a very smart baby. Um, and it started it's, as a baby in a bar, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know it's had such good musical taste. It's a bar that has a, a stage in the back. Bar baby. Bar baby. <laughs> uh, I got my bar baby, bar baby. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's an undertaking because, you know, you want to, you have to have, the, the show has to be good. You have to get an audience there and then you have to do a multi-track recording to get audience. Yeah, the audience has to be mic'd. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a comedy album. So it's, you know, it was a big undertaking, but I decided it was something I find, like I had new songs and instead of doing a studio album, I decided this time around I was going to do a live one because I like... You know, the setups to my songs are kind of, too, you know? I, yeah, and I, I wanted it to feel like what I do on stage, because usually, I, you know, people hear the, the CD and they said, oh, well, you're a musician, you don't, what do you do at your comedy show, you know? So I have to explain that I do have bits in between the songs right. and whatnot. So I figured I wanted just, I wanted something that was exactly what you would get if you saw me live, which um, and it is. I hope it, you know, I think it, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. It was a fun show. It was a fun night. You know, I had uh, Victor Varnado and Ophira Eisenberg opened up, so the audience was nice and warmed up by the yes. time I got up. And um, it was in my, not too far from my neighborhood in Brooklyn, so there were some people <laughs> like, I like, didn't know. have to travel far. Yeah, but there are people I've <laughs> known a for a long plus. time that know me as a neighborhood guy, and they don't. Didn't have to Uber home. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so I felt very comfortable. I, I you know, I, there were some riffs that I did that I just left in, you know, yeah. just because it was, you know, it was a fun night, and I'm, I think. I think I was able to capture a lot of that fun and, you know, sort of translate it. You know, you hear it, I think. Yeah, and I, I think hope. all walks of your life, <laughs> many walks of your life were there, different yeah. different rep- representations. And, um, you know, of course, uh, you know, everybody in the comedy music scene uh, is a fan of yours. Oh, um, you are um, not only uh, maybe one of the nicest guys, but one of the most talented oh, uh, in what we do. And plus, you have a great show, a monthly show at QED, which many of us have been on. Um, and it is it's uh, let's let's tr- let's just offshoot to that for a second. You just did one. So you don't have another one till mid month. And I think I'm yeah. on it. actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, February 16th. Right. Is that? February. Yeah. And that's like the day after I get, I'm doing some shows in Switzerland. My yeah. first ever uh, shows in Switzerland. So oh, I get back shit. the day before. So I'm going to be nice and jet lagged for oh, that show. It's going nice. to be awesome. But it's really fun. The one we did just last Saturday. It's a monthly mostly comedy music. And I usually have one token stand up. But wasn't there a musician? Was it a mu- was he who's the guy that I didn't know? 
um, Jeff Jacobs, maybe Jeff he, Jacobs. He's more of a singer songwriter, but he had some sort of he had some fun sort of quirky songs he? that he like. He contacted me. He's like, I have some songs that I don't really do in my. I don't know where song. to put them. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's like, I I, I want to do them, but like they don't really fit into my singer songwriter right. set. Right. And he was really good. He has got a great voice, yeah. and uh, it was a really fun show. So I had a a good stand-up. Angela Cobb was supposed to do it, but she uh, had to go out of town. So she suggested Kristen Seltman, I think. Okay, it was. yeah, so I, I know Kristen. Met, yeah. yeah, I hadn't met her before, but she did a really good set. Uh, Jeff Jacobs did a good singer songwriter quirky song set then we had a guy james uh harvey who oh, yeah, does james. The, yeah who mm-hmm. i think you i filled in for you one night when you were sick for his show at <laughs> for sidewalk his show, yeah and then and, he filled in on another time <laughs> when like somebody yeah it's crazy but he was great you know he plays piano and he does sort of it's a sound sort of more th- like musical theater, musical theater they're, they're yeah. like dramatic theatrical type songs right. so he did he did his uh, baldness five stages of baldness grief right. which was wonderful yes and then la dynasty closed it out and she's wonderful so she was- is a <laughs> awesome man i had her she was like um i guess like a month ago we had her we've all had her yes i mean she's had all of us <laughs> is really what it comes down to she there's, there's no way you, you know she is She's a feisty little. Uh, she spits rhymes she like spits the mad dope dirty rhymes, and she does it well. She's really good, man. <laughs> and now, like I'm like a couple times, like I'm doing a rap in my uh, Hamilton style rap in my new show, and I was like, God damn it! Now, <laughs> now I've heard Lady Dynasty. I don't even want to do this. I don't even like. I'm like, cause I am so white when I rap all right, yo. <laughs> you gotta be and true to yourself. Like, and like she's chilling through her she, raps. She, you yeah, know? she has. She's a, a lot really, of dick. She's a re- yeah. You gotta bring the filth. It's a, yeah, it's a dirty. <laughs> songs but like her she's a brilliant lyricist she's oh yeah really good oh yeah totally you know i mean i don't work blue at all it's not my thing yeah. but she's just she's a gifted lyricist yeah, you love you let her do that you were like you know what <laughs> she does it very well we all have specialists and in it's you know area. and that's her thing it's true to her she's not putting on it's not a you know it's not a put on it's just even that, her, that's her facebook thing. posts fucking crack <laughs> me up she's like oh it's snowing out gotta get that dick up in here <laughs> I'm like what I'm like okie doke I'm like, are, are you friends dick. with your mom on Facebook? <laughs> I mean, I used to be. Now I'm not. But geez, um, are you? Yeah. I mean, are, do you have like family on Facebook? Do you? Have, so you said your your sister came to see the show. Like, does your family support your yeah, endeavors? They're to all be... very uh, yeah. They're very supportive. Luckily, both. I'm the youngest. I have two older sisters, mm-hmm. and um, they both uh, did were performers. Did well. One of them. Uh, we all did music growing up. One of them of was a music you guys major. Were like the freaking Brady Bunch, <laughs> weren't you? The weird Brady music bunch. And uh, so my oldest sister went, she got a music minor in school and she just actually brushed off her oboe. She moved to Florida and she's playing in like a local, like amateur orchestra down oh, there right. now. Um, and uh, she she plays piano and she she um, plays at church and stuff a lot. My middle sister was a singer in Vegas for a while, actually. So yeah. what, on what show? She was at a sh- on, in a show called Crazy Girls and it was at the Riviera oh. back in the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. So, and she would, she met a lot of Vegas performers and a lot of comedians that would come through, and uh, that's fun, you know. And my dad uh, did musical. Wait, he was a theater major. He, yeah, he was a uh, a public school teacher. You know, when I knew him, right? B- back when we were hanging out. <laughs> but he loved back in the day. But he also did community theater, and he loved that stuff. So yeah. like they were all, uh, you know. But my sisters are still very supportive. My mom is like the one non-performer in the family, mm-hmm. and she's supportive too. And I think you know, I, I, I. I support myself either with 
this or when I have to, I, you know, temp or freelance yes. or whatever. So like, I think part, you get that dick. Part no, of, <laughs> but you know, I think part of the support comes from, you know, I don't ever hit anybody up for money either. So that helps. Right, but, right, right, right. Um, but no, they're, they're very nice. And like, uh, like they, they come to shows. I can't what they do. <laughs> but they, they come to shows when they can. Um, uh, one of them lives in Florida now. My mom lives in Texas and my other sister lives in, uh, you know, the Chicago area still. So when, when I'm well, performing. You, you were just on a cruise ship. Did it, was it, did it go out of Florida? or no did um, you get to see no i haven't seen my my sister just moved to florida my older oh, okay. sister so i haven't seen her in her new uh digs yet but um, the last cruise i did i i got on the ship in nassau bahamas and i i just <gasps> nice. did a short like nassau to galveston texas run so nice. i did see my mom on the back end of it because i went from galveston up to uh fort worth where she lives right so are you a um are you a fan no i i don't you know if you don't if you just, just wink at me real quick if you don't <laughs> want to talk about the cruise ships but like are cruise ships for you like is that that is kind of your crowd though because you do stay pretty clean. Um, it can be family friendly. You yeah. definitely could. You can. Well, you can it, go either way that for that. Grandpa song I wrote for the family yes. show because I was trying to think. You know, when I, I my target audience for the family show on the cruise ships because I have to do one. I have to do one eighteen and over show, which they call the adult show, but it's not really that adult. <laughs> right. Um, and then I do you a family show where there's like, kids. And, Duke! No, I'm right. <laughs> now, Dick is just the word of the night for me. I don't know what it is. It just means it's after the midnight buffet. <laughs> <laughs> the, adult, the adults are still away. No, really. it's before the. Uh, oh, it's got to be before because you lose them after the buffet. There's oh, no man. way. Well, this you know the, the the line I work for is a very family oriented line, so the the parents are pretty burnt because they're dealing with their kids all day so right. even the, like sometimes if the adult Going show the is too late they're uh, yeah. times <laughs> but um i was trying to think to, when i was writing for the family show uh, my i was trying to think uh my target audience was i guess about 10 year old for 10 year olds to get it you know if the younger i have to have something energetic for younger kids to like play along with mm -hmm. but and i re remembered when i was 10 i really liked steve martin even though he wasn't a kid's performer i thought he was hilarious and yeah. adults liked him too so like i tried to like well maybe i can go that route where i don't have to just you know i don't I don't have to do something for kids, but yeah. if I do something silly and, you know, maybe something they could, so the, the grandpa they're song. They're smart, these kids these days, they, too. They know, like, sharp. more than I do. I'm like, what? Oh, man. I have this one bit where I asked for, I, it's basically a Mad Lib where I wrote the song and oh, there's, yeah. like, words to fill in. So I asked the kids for suggestions, and then at one point, after about three or four suggestions, and I asked questions like, oh, what's, give me a large animal, or what's something you find in your room? And then I said, all right, this is for a parent. I just need an adjective. And one of this kid who was 10 or 11, it's like, kids know what adjectives are, too. <laughs> and Thanks I'm like, a lot, old I'm like, man. All right, I'm, I don't, don't be so ageist. <laughs> right, I was. I was totally ageist, and I didn't want to, you know. You know, I've always had a problem with 10-year-olds. Um, <laughs> just that age. But yeah, um, the family shows turned out to be surprisingly fun. Yeah, and, um, kids are fun to play for, too. You know, like, they have energy that, you know— us adults and they actually will sit and really listen yeah more they'll go too. along with more wilder things too like they'll mm -hmm. they'll play you know right. and um they're yeah they're not as jaded i mean they haven't yeah. seen it all so they're open oh to wait till they're 11 no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh 11 year olds are the worst oh, oh man they're crying out loud something it's all happens. been done when you're 11 uh but there, are, there are challenges too because you know you but it's it's almost a relief for the first one when I first started doing them. They're like, "Yeah, you can't do anything about politics or religion." But in this day and age, that's almost a relief to have an excuse to tune that mm. out for a minute. It you is. Know? So. It's a is. relief for audiences that's too. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. If you're on vacation, especially for a cruise, like if it were a comedy club, I'd maybe be a little bit annoyed. Where like, don't yeah. you know, don't censor don't what they come. Yeah. But with you know, with this, they're paying thousands of dollars to like go on vacation. It's like, right. yeah, everybody wants to tune out of that. You know, it's yeah. like when you're when you're, you know, trying to trying to have some fun in the sun. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, you know, just correlating that to what I'm doing right now at the show, um, 
I was like, well, I could do super, especially with who knows what's going to happen with right in the beginning of February here when we get, you know, some real Miller get some real (laughs) shit going. You know, it's like it could be this really great build up shut down number two. It could be like, I don't know, who knows. But it's it's sort of a I guess it's been an exciting time for a while. My stomach hurts for like from the last two and a half years. It's draining. (laughs) It is draining. So I was kind of like, well, I want to go a different way. I'll I'll do some other sort of traumatic situation in my life. (laughs) So it's like you can't get away with it, though, because there's little hints in there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, inevitably that's going to happen. But it peeks its little head in, you know. Yeah, but I tried, you know, with this album too. Like, I tried, yeah. you know, I wanted it to be relevant two years from now, you or, know. Yeah. So I didn't want to talk too much about what was going on today because yeah. it also it ages really fast. Like, like stuff that happened last week seems like old news. You can't do a joke about it anymore. It's you know? true, or 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 some people think you can't do a joke about it anymore. <laughs> They're like, it's like it's it's so funny. Um, my uh, this a lovely lady who who helps me clean my house sometimes. She was like, "What do you think about comedy these days? Do you think people are too sensitive?" And I was like, well, um, I think that, like, yes. What do you mean by that? <laughs> and then I punched her in the face. Right. Put that vacuum down. <laughs> <laughs> She's just such a nice lady. Um, but uh, but I, it's always like, I don't know what to say because I don't want to. It's like, I first of all, I don't know what she thinks. And, yeah. like, if I am right. going to offend her by saying, you know, uh, uh, I would say she she came off as liberal. Yeah. In her uh, skin tone and her uh, <laughs> other conversations we've had. Um, so I was like, well, yeah, I think people are sensitive, but, you know, I think we're marginalized people or, you know, mar- when that's no longer a thing, then we can probably go back to stereotyping everybody. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. I never thought of that. So you just never know. You know, it's, it's what do you think? You know, do you, you find do you find in certain places people are more sensitive or um, or. You know, it's. I would. I would almost think you could get away with more in a comedy club, and I don't know now nowadays. Like, well, I think it almost... depends on where you. I don't do the road as much as I used to, right? Um, but I think it really would depend on like where you are. Like you know, say that the road ain't no place <laughs> to start a family. <laughs> I don't know. That's where. I, that's what I was going with that. Yeah, you know. It's, um, <laughs> But I'm sure there are clubs where, you know, you have audiences that will get angry on both sides. You know, right. like you, you say anything. Have you ever you, seen anything like that go down? Not in, um, not, <laughs> not, not during in, my set. Well, not in the current <laughs> climate. But, you know, years ago, if I may drop a name, I opened for George Garland for a while. Yeah, and uh, there was I a show in El Paso. And this was like <laughs> back in 2008. So this is, you know, before as it's it was as polarized as it is, as it is now TV. but you know he he has no, right we were all uh, listening to the wireless we like rub two sticks together <laughs> but uh you know he 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 you know piss some people off yeah he just jumps right in and uh, mm-hmm. you know and uh you know i forgot i forgot what he um what the subject was but i do remember people like getting grumpy and uh bent out of shape and a few people but you know he obviously doesn't give two f's because yeah. he's george carlin yeah, for, first yeah. of all but you know and it's so and i I've, love how you said give two f's you're like <laughs> habits old habits <laughs> we're on the radio i can't swear you gotta keep it clean for internet radio right <laughs> are you allowed to use bad words on the internet um just a break in real quick and if you do want to call in it's 718-928-9732 sometimes people like to call in sometimes they don't sometimes they're shy <laughs> um, and that's okay because you know what you guys worked hard all week am i right yeah, like this it's, it's, it's been a tough week man mm-hmm. and uh uh it's yeah, been fucking cold <laughs> yeah it was um, uh it was miserable. cold and then it was raining yeah when it warmed up it rained and then yeah. it got cold again and here and you know um and it's not looking any better anytime soon people <laughs> so yeah i was like take a bath 
turn on mockumental a scented um, candle maybe i'm feeling i'm feeling like i'm looking at that guitar and it seems so lonely <laughs> doesn't it it's just like Please rub. It's gently weeping. Please pick me. Do you name your instruments? I, you know, I... <laughs> I mean, this one, anyway. <laughs> no, not sure. I, I never have, you know. Yeah. I always felt, you know, like... Yeah. Did, uh, okay, we'll call in if you've got a good name for Rob's guitar. Yeah, if you need it, it's an Epiphone. It's a, a tobacco sunburst uh, color, you know, but, you know. Yeah. We want colorblind names, I it's guess. Pr- but, it's a real pretty... Uh, genderless and a, ge- <laughs> a gender fluid it's a nine non-binary guitar non-binary guitar <laughs> totally so six, um, six strings uh, um yeah I, I don't know why they always go with she with that kind of thing but i i'm 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 yeah, obviously f- flattered that you know or the ladies yeah. Sh- ships and guitars ships and, always, you know, and right, weather uh, systems oh but not all of them it actually. all depends on who's doing the fingering yeah. <laughs> ding, da, da, ding, da, da, ding. um yeah so why don't we what would you like to play from the album the new album live 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 on, live squared live on the internet i think i would like to do my um I think it's the second track. It's called There's a Party Going On because it's Friday oh, yes. night and there's a party going on. Yeah, in and my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of my, uh, I guess I, I want to play it because it's one of my personal faves, like musically. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I when I first wrote the music for it, I wrote it, it was like a really slow, light FM, and the melody was... It was almost like hold music, like, but I really liked, you know, it was kind of, and I, I did a, a an instrumental version of it with like a French horn as the lead, you know, instrument. Yeah. And it was very much like, it sounded like it was the theme song to a 1970s cop show or something, but I liked the music. Which is fine. And I, I played it, you know, I was playing it for my brother-in-law, who's also a musician, and he, he sort of dug the, the chord changes, C major seven. Is to everyone a, you know, like a fucking musician? I, I, there's a lot in my family, yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, it is good. And so he said, like, when I was playing in the chord changes, even though I was playing it really slow, he's like, oh, that sounds like, you know, it's reminding me of like a Jamiroquai song. Mm. And I was like, and I never would have thought of it from that angle. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder if I sped it up and did like sort of like a funky disco kind of, you know, thing. And so once I did that, I'm like, oh, I could put words to this. And like, and so uh, I had the hook, there's a party going on. And then uh, once I figured out my angle, uh, I wrote it. But I really, in the, anyway, I, I always over explain things. I have but a lot anyway, of questions for I I'm like thinking of questions now for just from that lead up so good. But anyway, so here it's uh it's a song about uh it's 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 based on my dislike of uh electronic invitation services, the standalone ones like Evite and Paperless Post, you know. Because getting invited to things used to be fun. Now it feels like it's a chore. So anyway, here's my song. There's a party going on. Invitation's electronic and I won't click on it. The invitation comes again. It says, would you please check in? But I still don't wanna, cause the email doesn't say the time, the place, or day. They're forcing me to click and I'm getting really sick of it all. So, there's a party going on, but I won't play along with this date of mine, cause my data's mine. Whenever I get one of these invitations, this is the RSVP I always send back. Thanks for the invite, but the website that you use wants to abuse my email address and make me click on a whole mess of TNCs. Terms and conditions that I'll never read, because I just need the time and date of your soiree. And now they want a picture to create a whole new profile, and I need a flipping password just so I can say I'm out of town that whole day anyway. 
It shouldn't be so hard to hit a party in this day and age without clicking through pages of disclaiming legalese. Can we give that up, please? There's a party going on. So don't make me a pawn in some website's con game. Just tell me when and where. And I'll find my way there without sharing my mom's name. Do you want this to be fun? Stop exposing everyone to a site whose only aim is to get your name and age and location and shopping preferences. And they want to put a cookie on your browser and follow you all the way around the web. And that's just lame. There's a party going on. Don't let a big brother tag along. It's not his party. There's a party going on. Tell Mark Zuckerberg to keep walking on. It's not his party. There's a party going on. Yeah, I feel I'm feeling that Jamiroquai. <laughs> although I think it's better than although I whatever happened to Jamiroquai? I thought he was about to release a new album. I think that would be cool. Um, I could be down for that. Um, uh, maybe he should see you first, though. <laughs> you know, if he wants to cover it and make it an international dance hit, um, we can talk. By all means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, y- yes. Okay, so I was going to, because we were talking about, like, your process, which we have <laughs> talked about before. But for the album, it's a lot of new songs. You were, like, come, you were writing new songs just for this live show, right? Like, you knew going in that these these songs were mostly going to be for the show, correct? Um, well, just over, yeah, over the last two years, um, I've, yeah, I've just been writing a lot, and yeah. so it was, I felt it was you time to. You do write a lot, man. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I, um, I, yeah, I've hit a, I hit a good streak, uh, the last few years. And then, so, um, this song was, but I didn't specifically write this. Like I gotta need another song for the album. The only one I actually wrote with the album in mind was the opening track about, um, the story where I meet the devil and mm. do the deal with the devil. Mm-hmm, Cause like mm-hmm. I had that idea and I'm like, I think this would make a good opening, a good opener, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so like I worked, I, cr- that was the one I had to cram on. Cause like I, I, it was like three weeks before the show and I'm like, I got to get this one up to speed as quickly as possible. Yeah. But yeah. And then putting the set list together was, you know, I did, this one was, I was sort of on the fence about, I didn't know where to put it. And also it's, it's not the most like ha ha comp. Like, I don't know if I do that in a stand up comedy club set, but right. it, for me, it was musically, it was a personal favorite. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's my album. I, you know, it's going to be, it's gonna, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be my crowd. And also because it was recorded at that lovely, it was a jazz club. It's a like, cool little just, joint, man. It just feels, yeah, it was a, it was a gorgeous. And there's, uh, there's one track where, you know, I had uh, lighting changes, uh, in the show and I even left one of the lighting changes. I had some bits on the fact that, you know, basically lighting is very important when you're recording audio. <laughs> and so, but I left that in cause it was, you know, it was fun cause the first lighting change, you could hear the audience just sort of go, Ooh. Uh, and I just think it's funny to hear it and wonder what's, what's yeah. going on, you know? <laughs> but yeah, surprise. so this was, I mean, it was, yeah, this is one I put on the album for me, but it went over, it went over well and it was fun, but it was like, um, yeah, it's not something I would like if I were going to try to do a comedy set in a late night show. Yeah. I wouldn't pitch that song, but it's musically it's my favorite too. What do you what do you prefer? I mean, do you prefer being able to like uh be able to play any song you want or do you prefer going into like a comedy club and knowing the kind of kind of audience that you have? Like do you like having a set thing or do you want to like be able to go a little more like um you know, uh, like you were saying, quirky and yeah. then funny. And does that make you happier or it's not really one or the other kind of? It, it, to me, it depends, you know, it, it depends on the, uh, the the setup of the show and and the venue. Like, 
you know, if it's a if it's a comedy club and Take I only tickets. have like an eight minute set, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's hard. You know, it's hard enough to to put it like even doing just stand up. Yeah. It's hard to put an eight minute set together because you need an opener and a closer, but that only leaves you like four minutes in the middle to mm-hmm. like. A tight five. And so, like for me, I have to decide like, am I going to do an opening song, some banter, a closing song? Am I going to do a bunch of banter and then a longer mm-hmm. closing song? So, a lot of it depends on the set length, and then. Um, yeah, what kind of show it is? Like, if it's uh, a you know a big show at a at a club that I'm not quite in at yet, then right. I definitely want to bring out you know you bring out the yes, A material your because hits, your hits, yeah, you got to bring out the hits because you're you I bring know, out the tits, you bring out the hits because you're yeah you're trying to impress. But if it's you know if it's like a fun indie show in the back of a bar and the audience, you know. Is you could see them going They're on board. You yeah, know? you could see them going along with some like maybe some more storytelling type type, right. type stuff, and some people are just sort of riffing. Then I'm like, oh, I might pull out one of the more right. you know less traditional ha ha funny ones and see where they go with it. So, and how did you get ready for this show? Did you? Well, I know. If- I, I partly know because you were definitely looking for sets around. Yeah. Um, and did you like stand in your house and like go through? <laughs> like, did you like like? Like like what I'm doing for the theater show right now is like sometimes I have to just stand yeah, just and like run the lines talk yourself. and like to push Kelly all the buttons. Just stares at the mirror all yeah. day because <laughs> I'm a big beautiful star, oh, whatever the end beautiful. of Boogie Nights yeah. is. So beautiful, um, yeah. But like, yeah, it's like it's almost like how do you get ready for it because you're probably doing a lot of eight minute sets and that you're would, not getting the 45 in, you know, like yeah, and you and don't want was, to do a 45 because you want people to come to the show, you <laughs> well, know? Well, yeah, and no, I didn't want to do any like long sets in town because I just needed audience, yeah, to get to the show. So I did try to, I tried to contact other like nearby venues, even in, back in Chicago to, to like do a one hour set somewhere and I, I just couldn't get anywhere with wow. it. So I... Westbury, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the trickiest part. I didn't do a, I didn't do that set you know, in Maybe that it's order. It's better that you didn't because it was so fresh. It was I, like you know, so that, exciting. I think you know? it did help. You know, yeah, there was you. You don't want to over prepare and make it to- so rote that there's no life in it. But um, yeah, I did a lot of you know eight ten minute sets. Sometimes it was just work. Like when I wrote the, uh, you know, when I was working on that Devil Dealing song, I went to I went to open mics that I'd never been to before, and some of them like one was right before Halloween, and there was a Halloween party, and it was at this dance bar, and it was. <laughs> And it wasn't a, it wasn't a good venue for stand up or for musical stand up, but I'm just like I need to run this Gotta song on stage, it. you know. <laughs> and then it was actually it was the lighting change. I, I did it, you know, it, the sh- I did about an hour that night, yeah. so I did about three twenty minute chunks. And once I I went to watch a couple other the jazz bands in the club like a few weeks before my show, and once I saw the the lighting in the back and they were kind of like changing the lights just sort of willy nilly during whatever the songs, I realized like oh I don't want them to change the lights. I want to I want to control when the lights are being changed because I don't want them to do it in the middle of a song because that might ruin a joke, you know. Yeah. But so I'm like, all right, I can do. Th- I did three colors, and I'm like, I'll do. And so once I realized I was going to do three different sets with different colors, for some reason that helped me arrange all my songs. So I'm like, I'm going to start with purple they lights. Give you a theme, sort yeah, of. So yeah. So I'm going to do 20 minute purple set, and then I switched to green. I did a 20 minute <laughs> green set, and then I wanted to do white at the end. And like for some reason. That helped me really organize. Yeah, what like I wanted well, to do. Well, how do you Synesthesia know? For, like, for yeah, it's true. You know? How do you? How do you? I mean, now I got an L. Like, <laughs> I want to go further into this. Like, what's a purple song? I mean, you know, how do you know it was purple? Um, well, that's it's a color I like. Like my album covers and a lot of my website. It's like an accent color I use for a lot. So it's just a color I like. It's and the so least I, found um, color in nature. Did you really? know that? Yes. Oh yeah, because isn't that's why it's the royal color? Because it that's took you had to like dig it out of like seashells or something. Yes. So it's but yeah, it's a color I like. So the album cover, if you actually see the physical album mm-hmm. or you see the thumbnail, which that's the other sad thing is like album covers are now basically okay. postage stamps. Blow up that thumbnail, <laughs> baby. Blow it up. But yeah, it's got a purplish theme to it. So and I thought that for me, that was like, 
you know, that's that's a color I really like. So that's like, welcome to my show. This is this is my thing. And then green, I just I also like green. My eyes are green. Um, <laughs> it's and, not easy being green. And it's sort of like a jade. I, it kind of for me, it reminded me of like a 50s version of an exotic look. And, and with knowing what the club looked like, I just thought it would look really awesome yeah, in that club. It did. And so then we switched to green. And then at the end, I just thought white because it'll be like, you know, like almost like the closer and like now yeah. you, know, you can see everything now it's the closer i don't know that's kind of how it and i don't know if that informed it's an what interesting i did way but. to uh work a comedy set you know because um usually you're like okay how do i connect these two songs with yeah. this dialogue well, and i had you know i had like chunks of like two or three songs or like oh this song goes well into that mm-hmm. song or this bit fits well between these two songs mm-hmm. and then yeah it was it was putting it all together for that full hour and it just helped it make you know it helps make it feel like you know I don't know. It breaks up the hour, you know. It's yes. like it gives some variety to the hour. Like just even the visual change. I think. I don't know. I think yeah, it just people are like something new. Something new is yeah, happening. What's know, happening? This now? is Act Three of the movie. Right, right, right. And, and <laughs> we I had like... a complication in Act Two, and now we're going to overcome the obstacle <laughs> <laughs> in a did... non-technical way. <laughs> um, did you feel like every song was like? Were you like this is every song went great. Every was ever so happy with everything. Well, you know, I don't. I know you know like I don't, you don't want to like be like I was sorry you know. Well, you know I think any performer is going to be critical of of some things sure. you know and there's uh, you know so there yeah there's things that weren't perfect and but mm-hmm. there were other things that were a nice surprise that were like right like the the gr- driving with grandpa song that got a bigger reaction than I expected to like I one of the main reasons I wanted to put that on the album is because I get some uh, there's an X there are a couple XM radio uh, mm-hmm. comedy channels and one is the clean channel and yeah. I thought that would be a good candidate for the clean channel because it was going over well at the family shows on the cruises and I started doing it around Brooklyn just to practice it thinking I'm just going to run the song but like adult audiences liked it way more than I expected them to like yeah. I, and it wasn't that was a nice surprise and uh, so that one I think it's maybe third or fourth in the show but like it got it got a way better reaction than I thought, and you know I was yeah. I was expecting it to do you know fine, but it it for some reason people like and even after the show people were like I really like that song and it was it was a pleasant surprise because maybe I just overthought it and I yeah. thought oh it's Brooklyn they're going to be too cool to like something you know just fun and silly but it turns out you know a lot of people like fun and silly I I think it, <laughs> like you were saying is throwing it back to what we were talking about maybe people don't want it something so heavy right now or they don't yeah. want to have to learn something every time they listen to it you know or they just want to like be like into it and yeah. popping along and you know it's just, it's it's a feel good <laughs> you know kind of thing um well, I'd love to. Let's do another. Let's do another song. All right, and then see. maybe we'll play a couple of the album. But I'm digging, digging having you in the studio with oh, the guitar. It's fun, yeah. Yet to be named. Uh, yes, the yet, as of yet, it's it's an Epiphone guitar. I don't know if that's a. No, I used to call it. I used to say Epiphone ep- or Epiphany. Epiphany. Yeah, but then because it looks like, like Epitome. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's not it though. Um, let's see. So this is one, uh, and this one, this song was on my last studio album, which was called A B. And it's one of the few, there's like, there's three songs, there are three songs, I even have the bit about being a grammar, you know, crazy person, so I better get my, my, uh, (laughs) actually it's called grammar sympathizer, because I'm like, I'm not a grammar Nazi, but I am a grammar sympathizer, so (laughs) I I ruined that joke, I did it backwards, but that's the point. Um, You got it. But so this, this song was on my last album, but I never did it, uh, I didn't do it live too many times, but I think it really needs the intro, because it's a song about a bad habit, 
and it's I write it in the style of a pop song, and so it's like a song to a significant other. So me, as a heterosexual dude, I write it to a woman who has this bad habit. But, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm not saying every woman has this bad habit. I'm not saying only women have this bad habit. And I'm not saying women are bad if they have this bad habit. I'm just saying <laughs> this happens to be a song about a woman who happens to have the bad habit. It's, please, let's not make that a thing. <laughs> so, so it's a song about a particular bad habit, and I think you might relate. Not to having the bad habit, but to maybe, <laughs> but to thinking the same way about this bad habit that I do because you have um, uh, vocal training like proper. So anyway, sometimes my girl sounds like she just got out of bed. I don't know if she's tired or she's just disinterested. But she sounds so hip and over it Like nothing bothers her in the world That's why I love my vocal fry girl Whatever, vocal fry girl You think you're so clever Vocal fry girl, I am what I am Vocal fry girl, this song is my jam All day long she acts like she's just too cool to emote that her words are so precious they don't want to leave her throat she likes to act like she's barely caring that's why she doesn't push much air through her larynx there's no comparing my vocal fry girl i just say what i say vocal fry girl up talk is so passe vocal fry girl is the best way to sound snarky vocal fry girl if you don't like it you're too the patriarchy vocal fry girl that brunch was predictable vocal fry girl this film has weird visuals vocal fry girl i looked it up on wikipedia vocal fry girl i'm the manager of digital media at a marketing collective so i tell the story of your brand i think it's a put on when she talks like this but if I say that I don't like it, she calls me a misogynist. Patriarchy. This affectation has become her thing. She's like a singer that can't really sing. Oh, baby, baby. That's why I cling to my vocal fry girl. I don't even really hear it. Vocal fry girl. You need to work on your lyrics. Vocal fry girl. Ah, vocal fry girl. This song is so over. <laughs> um, I love that song for a lot of, there's a lot of layers here for this song. Okay, first of all. I think I have vocal fry. <laughs> I'll catch myself vocal frying, and then uh, I think every everyone does it a little bit. Of course, men, everyone does, um, unless I warm up when I'm like, and then I annoy the shit out of everyone around me. I'm like, but it's funny because I didn't really know what it was called, or I just kind of like I felt like it might be annoying, or there was an annoying thing quality to it. And people, myself and others, and then I heard an NPR story about it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where, like, somehow 
people th- like I guess maybe women get criticized for it more. So like they people, do. Are, so people are thinking, oh, you're just being misogynist, saying you're what? a pig. No. Yeah, or you're, you're or, or you know, like don't tell women how to behave or whatever. But I'm like, it's an annoying thing, no matter who does yeah. it. Because and so after the song on the on the album, I talk about you know it's been around for a long time. And for those olds out there, you might remember there was a band in the like the song came out in 1990. It was a duo. They were as a dance band, and they were making fun of vain fashion models. And it was guys who were singing, but it was called Too Sexy. And the yeah. whole they vocal fry too the whole song. And so yeah, because it's like oh, they're trying to sound annoying. So uh, it's like I'm too, too sexy, sexy for my uh, too sexy for my shirt. So sick. And so that was that was 1990. That was 28 years ago. I just thought they were foreign. <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> also. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Now and, you're offensive. <laughs> and Britney Spears, you know, the oh, babe. She vocal fries a lot because it's like, I think, you know, it's the reason I don't like it is because it's a put on that people, I'm trying to sound yeah. sexy well, now. Wait, and, you're going to get a lot of, can you just be open a little? Um, you're going to get a lot of flack about this. There's going to be a lot me? of letters. Oh. Just a little, because it's so hot in here. We're, oh, oh, oh. oh. No music. We're we're trying. Uh, it's a big a big uh, debate here at uh, Radio Free Brooklyn Studios. Uh, does the door stay open? Yeah. Yeah. And people hear the lovely. We like music. Rob's talk, but not his music. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? He was, you know what? He was pissed because he's got vocal fry. <laughs> um, no, I can. You know, I mean, it's like it's like in the morning. Is is everyone's got vocal yeah. fry? When you wake right. up, that that is, you know, so that when I start going. And like people are like, what are you doing? And like, I'll do it all day, you know, because yeah. I don't. Also, you're not supposed to talk down there, and you're not, especially for a woman. I mean, this is not good for your cords. Yeah. In general, like, so if you are going to use your cords at night, you shouldn't be talking down here at all. Yeah, I wake so up, I, I sound was... like Don Cornelius because my voice is like an <laughs> octave lower. <laughs> Me too. I have recorded. We recorded an album upstate one time, and it was we took the week over Thanksgiving, and we did one of those like in a you know cabin in the woods, yeah. and it was cool. <laughs> it was, like the stu- big studio was really nice. Uh, it's when I like raised money on Kickstarter. I used to raise money on Kickstarter, and um, and we would start in like the morning, and I'd be like, and then like like six hours later, he's like, why don't you come and put the second verse on that or fix the chorus? And I'd be like, he's like, what the fuck is your voice? Yeah. It's like it's like a different person. Yeah, you know, I'm like a different person. It's, um, yeah, I was working on a musical and it was about boy bands and there was a bass singer and I was doing demos and I yeah. would intentionally like if I got up like for the first half hour I would do the you know try to do as low as I could so for me it would be a baritone I couldn't get down all the way to yeah. the bass but yeah you've got a lovely soprano voice <laughs> thank you <laughs> I do I do warm up though in the last few years I got a good because uh, I I don't have as much of a trained voice but I got a vocal training DVD that a friend of mine turned mm. me on to and it comes with a uh, CD audio CD for warm ups and so it has a tenor a baritone I do the I, I worked my way up to to be able to do the full tenor uh, warm up nice. but I have it on my phone and just to take care of my voice I always do it before shows but when I'm on the cruise ships or in a hotel I I actually like muffle my face with a pillow when I'm doing the high because it sounds terrible <laughs> me hitting the highest like the highest note I hit is a C. Wow. Which is hard, and it doesn't sound good, but it helps me stretch, and it's yeah. like an exercise. But, you know, I'm in a hotel. I don't want everyone on the on the floor to hear me, so I, I, I sound like I'm strangling myself because I'm singing into a pillow. It's <laughs> weird that the process that you have to go through just like, you, you but know. But we're professionals, and we do we it. We do it. Well, I've had trouble with my voice in the past and with the nodes and stuff, and so at this oh, point. Oh, yeah? Did you I ever have surgery for it? I didn't have surgery. My best friend did have surgery, though, and so when I started having trouble and I had a little node, uh, I immediately went to her doctor, Dr. Peak Woo. <laughs> That's his name. That's awesome. Um, he was that, just to go see him and call him Dr. Peak Woo was amazing. Um, 
I, peekaboo is what I always went with. But um, peek-a-woo. yeah, peekaboo. Uh, he was. Amazing. I caught him on one of those uh, that game that. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I haven't been able to see gotta, him in a while. You got to catch them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, I mean, it, it, I forget what I was going to say, but you know, in general, so you went to see just, the about the note. Take, you got to take care of your instrument because, unlike a guitar, you can't put it away in your guitar bag yeah. and cover it with you know nice, safe, warm. A protective, you know, there's nothing protecting it. There's smoke coming in. There's yeah. cold air. You're yeah, or um, loud bars. I ditch them. Like I can't. Like if yeah. I have to like raise my voice so you can hear me, and when we're you know this far apart at a bar, I just leave now. I was like, I I can't do I'll this. Just text you. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Let's is, just text. Is that a man. genetic thing? Because I always hear like these interviews with you know I I listen to heavy metal music a lot, and I hear interviews with them, and I never could tell if they're telling the truth or not because. Most of them say like I don't warm, I don't do any kind of vocal warm or anything, and they're always like, yeah. and I'm like, does it not affect them, or are some they of, like exaggerating, or like I don't? I think I some think, of them do. Some of them are trained. The ones that aren't, maybe they uh, have good habits naturally. I yeah. I realized I developed a bad some bad habits singing after many years, and like I got a vocal training DVD, which is a, a the art of screaming or the Zen of screaming, and it's the woman who actually trains a lot of rock dudes. So like Andrew mm-hmm. WK and a lot of these like people from uh, the rock world are interviewed because she's worked with them, yeah. and it's you know I I don't know when it came out, but I got it on Amazon, and it really it really helped me because like I, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, the Zen. Uh, the, I think it's called the Zen of screaming. Melissa. I think the name is Melissa Cross, and. Um, yeah, it, it definitely helped me out. There were just just a few ways she explained like how, the way to sing with good technique, and for me, breathing was a big part of it. Yes. Not not getting enough air behind it because that's really when I was straining my voice is when I just didn't it's have more enough than air. Half the battle, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. I um, uh, I want to. That's the thing. It's like when I sing, I've got a trained voice, so I tend to like even if I'm doing a rock song, I'm like like my opera still comes out and i hate it because i hate the way it sounds i fucking hate opera and then i'm like so the song that i'm doing now uh, that i was recording in the studio uh recorded on wednesday and it's it's definitely a you know like a, a screamy song yeah like a rocky screamy song and it's like the second song of the show and then i was like so i was like how do i like marry the opera you know like meatloaf it how yeah. do i meatloaf that or, shit uh, you know opera. the guy from uh uh you know um Iron Maiden. Oh. He's got a pretty operatic oh, Bruce, Bruce voice. Dickinson. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's what it ends up sounding yeah. like, though. It's like, I used to joke. My favorite thing about Bruce Dickinson is he's an actually licensed jet pilot, and he he flies like 747s. He flies the tour plane that Iron Maiden right. goes. Right. And so I just like, it'd be so great to have him as a pilot. It's like, <laughs> we're flying at 35,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear stories about him. He. I don't know if it's true, but these are Eddie Trunk stories. So he <laughs> apparently he rollerblades for an hour straight, like, you know, or in, in a elliptical or something and does a whole Iron Maiden set while he's rollerblading. That's his training. So he gets oh, really? his breath so going just, probably. Yeah. Interesting. Because so you're going to get out of breath. That's insane breath control yeah. for that, you know. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's, that's loud, high stuff that yeah. they're doing. Because he's running on stage and stuff, so it's sort of a simulation of that anyway. Can still sing like that? I don't know. They're on, like, they came yeah. and played Barclay Center, and I almost went. They did two dates. Right. And uh, I was excited. I, I mean, I never was that into him when I was a kid, but my in my neighborhood, my neighborhood, there were a lot of, like, you know, burnout dudes, denim jackets with the Iron Maiden thing, you know, sewn onto totally. the back. And I always remembered, you know, they always had the Eddie was like, there was the, the all the concert shirts, like because kids would sit in front of me in class. So I saw the back of all those concert shirts <laughs> were like Eddie and the fighter pilot uh, right, right. one for whatever album that Kill 'Em yeah, All or Aces High or whatever it was. Midnight, or, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. What you mean. And uh, so I was like, I just want to see him live in concert, just because it's a big show. But it was really cool because uh, you know I live near the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, 
And um, what's your address, Rob, for everybody out, <laughs> out there? Oh, if only uh, if I had it on All the top the of my head. All the ladies would like to know right now. I should have it like 1060 West Addison is Wrigley Field. I should have the address to the Brooklyn Museum in my head because just should. as like you know, at, but um, uh, but yeah, there were young, there were teenagers in the neighborhood. <laughs> there were teenagers in the neighborhood with uh, Iron Maiden concert, new ones like yeah. so they had gone, and I was just right. excited. It's like oh, br- you know, A new Brooklyn kids, you know, and they yeah, it was. Well, he they listens yeah, to Eddie Trunk, and he's a metalhead. And my in first, fact, my first um, concert ever was Iron Maiden. Really? Where? Yeah, uh, I want to say the Brendan Byrne Arena. I neither what? of us know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's like so. a Philly. You could say it, and we'd be like, "Oh yeah." All right. I don't know. I don't. I didn't drive. I was too young to drive. So right. we were. Uh, my too my friend's mother drove us, <laughs> and we went there. It was the Fear of the Dark tour, and Anthrax opened for them. Wow! Nice. And I mean, it wasn't one of their better albums, but it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there were there were there were sparklers and smoke bombs, and yeah, man. <laughs> was, that was back yeah. when they just fucking did the lights, and that was it. That's all you that got. Was all you now needed. it's like well, they always the- had the big, you know, mummy guy. Well, they <laughs> brought out they had an Eddie. Uh, I want to call it a puppet, but it was a 12-foot walking. I still don't know how they did it. <laughs> like, it was, it must have been, it had to have been a guy in a suit yeah. doing a thing, but he was, a guy he, in a suit doing he a was thing. twice as big as any band member, and he would come out and fight them. Oh, that's <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it, was, it was absurd. They, they went on to uh, do War Horse, I think, at, you know, with the puppets. <laughs> I <laughs> That's think... where they got their training. <laughs> It's art, man. It's freaking art, people. Mm. I was never a metal fan, but now you know. Then, then Craig has his mockumental. He hasn't. You haven't done mockumental in a while. You have your little no you have your little playlist. I could, if you have it queued, I can I do one right tonight. Here. But I don't want to. It's right you know. there. Oh, that's the. Looks like you have a cued, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it's all highlighted here. It's at the top of the hour. I we did not highlight that. Well, we have this. He, we, he's had this funny like idea in his head for a while. So I don't know. Do you need to like work it out, or do you want to just like go with it? I mean, I don't have to work out anything. I just <laughs> play it and <laughs> just keep. It's, this is the one. This is the, the right, goofy ex- one. Well, you right, first you to play your Maki metal. Oh right. Well, do we have that? We do. It's at the top, I think. Above it, right here. In, in oh, okay. Right. We're gonna do this real quick. Yeah. Right. Craig's getting his airtime back. Woo-hoo. It's been a while. segment that will set you straight on the hardest rock and heavy metal. And if you don't think that heavy metal is also comedy music, then you don't know metal. metal. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there. I'm sorry. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can play it in the background, remember? Yeah, it's got that little bed of music. Little here. bed. Okay. Make yourself Um, home. All right. So this is a band... I discovered in, I, I don't know when they came out, but whatever. I discovered them in like the late 90s, and they're, um, it, they're called Celtic Frost. Some people call them Celtic <laughs> I Frost. I love how you look at Rob like, Basketball. you know, Celtic Frost. <laughs> I, I, have no, see, I have no idea if anyone knows who they are. Nobody knows. They're, I don't, think they're, Nobody I don't knows. think they're particularly good. They're very, <laughs> they're very like middle of the road, like whatever. Like they're a whatever band. But I... I bought an album, like probably it was probably used at vintage vinyl or something like that, and I, I listened to it and I noticed there was a funny 
uh, theme that ran through all their songs. Not every single song, but like just. I'll, I'm just gonna play and tell me if you could he spot. He stands out. We'll just yeah. yeah, we'll just talk right through and yeah, we don't yeah, exactly. About it. Yeah, I'm gonna turn up the I, volume. If I recall the first one, it takes a little while. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It's different for each one, but oh, here we go. It's exciting. We're building it up. Yeah. Like it's gonna be something great. <laughs> it's gonna be. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you got standard metal riffs going on here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you've, you've so gotten a taste. You've gotten a taste. So we're develop. We're going to develop a pattern over a few Next songs. Next song. Next song. <laughs> this is like metal science. <laughs> this is the galloping sort of beat. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the big hit. The, no, it's the second one on the album, so you know. This is the one where I think it takes this a bit. This one, I think. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't want to talk over it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> next wow. Ugh. It's just like, hey, let's do an Iron Maiden galloping riff, but I'll go over it. <laughs> we'll make it ours. We're going to own it. I think there might be a few songs that don't do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, this is, my, we, my this theory is where is preparation. Down. I know. That's, this is where this, preparation this, this comes in. This is the problem. Uh, here it comes. Oh, come on. Let's just do it this, ourselves. This is the ballad. Oh, they're going to... they got to unballad it, though, for a <laughs> second. All I need is a guttural... No, he's going uh, to try to... He's going to try to sing through they, that. They flipped the script. Fuck them. I, I could hear... Not. I could hear some uh, vocal fry in that, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is the fourth track. Gotta have it. It's gotta have it. Come on, baby. Give it to they're us. They're building to it. Come on. Because they're going to get faster once they get past this initial oh, is low this... riff, I think. Oh. Burning in hell. Uh, well, that was, it was a hell. It was. All right, you get one more. You get one more. It's okay. got to happen. Otherwise, we're like, we got to call it. It's like a new, a new kind of game. It's a new kind of game. You gotta guess Kel- when the uh, Celtic yeah. frost it. Okay, they're gonna, they gotta pick it up here. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on, do it. Come on, come on. Give it to us. Whoever could uh, the closest to the actual. Uh. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. Ready? Go. No. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at it like I can tell. This song is called Fake Out, so they're trying to fake uh-huh. us out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, they gotta... All right, now let's all take turns going around and do a huh. And who does, right. whoever does the best one. You can do one. it better than them anyway. Let me do the next one. Okay, this one. Now this one for sure. It's gotta have it. it sounds it's like gotta it's, have it. It sounds like it wants one. It was one. born... It was, this kind of song was born to have that. It it needs one. Come on, give it to us. We need it. There oh, there was, there was, there was. It was a baby. It was yeah, a baby, but it was there. Baby <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you play your out. No, play your little mockumental. Oh, sorry, I'm so like demanding. All right. Well, we we heard it before. So now you gotta put like in your mockumental. In here, you have to put the. <gasps> oh yeah. Well, you're gonna miss it if you blink. Yeah, I know. If your ear blinks, nobody you'll blinks miss it. during Maki Metal. There was a good. There was good reverb on each. Uh, right. Like you heard it echo. They worked on that for a while. They were like, "All right, let's get in the studio today. We're gonna yeah. work on the." Uh's. Do you think we should go for a plate reverb, or do we want more of a chamber? <laughs> they spent the whole day on the. Uh. I want the hall. I want a hall reverb. You know, oh, like the full. Man. 
Yeah, um, that metal, was metal can be great, but it can be so hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and that's, that's why it fits so good. Yeah. It so fits so well in the show. I don't remember if I told you this story uh, last time or when I was here before, but so Dude, my damn. band when we like my band in Illinois was a power pop band, so we were like cheap trick kind of stuff. Nice. But we for a while we shared a ba- uh, shared a, a rehearsal space with a local heavy metal band called Metal Rain R E I G N. And um, their bass drum, their drummer had a, and we used their, <gasps> we used their drums because you know there was the, what was in the studio, and their their bass or their drum kit had double bass drums, and the bass drums were actual fifty-five gallon like oil drums that someone put oh, drum heads Jesus. on. And then a different time, it wasn't this band; it was You're a different band. But there was another, <laughs> there was another heavy metal band that we were. Uh, I think we maybe were either on the same bill with for some strange reason. But it, bo- it boiled down to like they were going to use the same drum kit, and so my drummer comes in with his hi hat cymbals, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to put the hi hats on," and he's like, uh, "But I don't have the clutch. The clutch is the thing that holds the top hi hat cymbal on. So when you hit the pedal, it goes up and down. Mm. But without that clutch, you can't move the cymbal up and down." So uh, he's like, "Yeah, it's like." Uh, I want to use my cymbals, but there's no clutch on this hi-hat. Do you guys have one? And the guy just says, we don't play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Anytime uh, you need a clutch in uh, a hi-hat, the guy, it's jazz. the guy said, ugh. <laughs> and they were like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's change a- our name to Celtic Rain or whatever. Is it? Celtic Frost. Which, Celtic when you Frost. said that name, I was really afraid because that sounds like if that's not a heavy metal band, it's like some sort of like white Aryan thing. Right. Something satanic. Yeah, and it's a there's, ritu- something- there's a ritual involved. Or, that, is a, and- that is a pamphlet I don't want to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were in a band today, like the band, like you were into several bands when you were younger. So which one do you think had the legs and could maybe still like now you're retiring maybe or maybe <laughs> you've got millions of dollars. But like you guys maybe could have gone on to like really like rock that shit like. Is there one that you're like? Yeah, well, there was the, the dream that got the, away. The one that got away. <laughs> well, the band that I was most serious about was the power pop band. Yeah. We were called the Stepping Stones, and uh, yes. we uh, we uh, we were good. We like we rec- we did demos. What of our was originals. so good about you guys? Um, I think well, the other guitar, the guitar player. I played bass. The guitar player and I, we each wrote songs and we sang harmonies on each other's songs. So we had that sort of like multiple songwriters, but the same sort of vibe, but slightly you know different takes on it. Um, good harmonies, good. Uh, so you're dr- saying you were better than the Beatles? Um, we were in. Well, we were better than the Beatles were in the early '90s because <laughs> the Beatles were not around anymore. <laughs> so, it's true. Uh, we're not better it's than true. them at any point when they were actually performing or writing songs. <laughs> we were as oh, close God. to the Beatles as you could get. <laughs> yes, there's a qualifier for you. <laughs> no, but we were. It was fun. We played. You know, we played. You know, the cool. Uh, Rock venues in Chicago, the places like Metro and yeah. Avalon and and Beat Kitchen and Shuba, some of them are still there. Yeah, and you know that was that was one of the reasons I, I went to co- well, I went to college in L.A., but I moved back to Chicago, and one of the reasons was um, I thought it would be better to be an art, a starving artist in Chicago than L.A., but also because Chicago was where my band was, and while I was in college, like winter break, summer breaks, I would be there and we would do gigs and stuff. Yeah. So like that was the one I was most serious about, and I thought we had we had good songs yeah. that would that. You know, had potential. Right. Um, but Can you remember any of them right now? Oh, yeah. I remember a lot of them. There's, yeah. uh, one, Give me a taste. One, I need a taste. One that I wrote, and <gasps> like, it was an early, it was an early like quirky, quirky lyric thing. I wrote a song about waiting in line, and it was just called I Don't Have the Time. And it was a, like a fast pop song. And each, before you even knew, each you're calling. Was, yeah, each verse was about being stuck in a different kind of line in a different place. Um, uh, one of our big hits uh, was called World Around You that the uh, guitar player wrote, and it was just a really fast, fun, you know, yeah, we were like a fun power pop, you know, like 
cheap. Well, but one review that we got in like the Illinois Entertainer, which was the uh, the uh, you know music mag for, yeah. for Illinois, they said uh, they reviewed one of our demos and they said you know it was something ar- along the lines of like monkeys monkeys style pop songs delivered with punk energy kind of oh, was the way they described great, it because that's a great review yeah i think it, and i think it captured what we were doing because we were you know we did you know we were energetic guitar based band but mm-hmm. we like we liked writing pop songs so mm. did, did you, you ever oh sorry. go ahead <laughs> no, no, we were probably gonna ask the same thing babe Ooh. connected <laughs> so connected one word each, back and, and now i forgot my question. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no um did you like, did His you, fingers in my butt right now. Did you, <laughs> did you find yourself like? Were you the well? Let me let, let me simplify. Were you the funny guy of the band? Like, did you find yourself like heading towards comedy music, and the others were kind of like, what? You know. Well, it's big, it's big I was doing. Um, I, I I went. I was starting to do comedy open mics at the time, so right. I wasn't. Did you do stand up? I for about a year I did stand up without the we guitar. Did. We're like we, I did it for a year, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Well, no, and then I started bringing the guitar in with me. So like I did just stand up yeah. without music for a while, and but I incorporated. Do you remember pretty, one of your jokes? Um, let's see. I it was it was a long time ago. I did have a bit about Scooby Doo because oh. that was my favorite show, and it was <laughs> yeah, and it was it was well worn. Ter- it's definitely well worn territory by now. But it was like you know, I I sort of acted out a, a generic episode, and you know, yeah, um, yeah, lots of jokes that have since been you know burnt to death in pop culture, you know. But at the time, it, it was you know, right. you know. You mean your jokes from nineteen? They don't translate. Aren't what? relevant today. <laughs> but uh, oh, and I also one of my early bits. This is how long ago I started <laughs> in comedy. One of my early bits was about that show, America's Most Wanted, oh. and I said they should do it like America's Top Forty. And I did a Casey Kasem impersonation. Oh, so my. that's how oh, long ago. Do it, do it. I want to see a little. I want uh, a little Casey Kasem. Something about like they yeah, should, I'm gonna close my eyes. They yeah. should do it. <laughs> And the, the setup was like, you know, saying how, you know, the show America's Most Wanted is the one that turns the, I, the, the wording was, it's the one that turns its audience into a vigilante strike force was a line, it usually got a laugh, but it was like, they should do it like America's Top 40 and like, the fourth most wanted man in the whole country today is a good old boy from Appalachia, Cola Flats, Georgia. Sorry, redneck something or other did something bad. And I guess, you know, it was a silly, right. but it was, yeah, yeah it was yeah. me trying to do, trying to do Casey. Is right. it just a, for really just a generic radio voice, announcer voice? Well, but and also like, you kind of have your to go over. victims on the ground <laughs> and keeps reaching for the star. Keep shooting at the bad guys. <laughs> um, wow. We're, uh, I was like. It's uncovering something. I'm we're really digging in today. We're really digging in. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Digging um, it. Digging in. You know, there's well, you've had a lot of um, you know, uh you've done a lot of things. <laughs> Let's been put a it that way. Long journey. Do you see yourself like living somewhere else? Do you want to stay in New York? Or are you like, oh god damn it, I want I wanna go to the Bahamas and stay? Well, I I think like any artist or maybe just anyone living in new york but especially any artist trying to survive here i have escape fantasies on the regular you know like ah, screw yeah, this place. every day and, and some of them it, it do involve like just going someplace in the caribbean playing covers in a shack and just you know you know you know like that reggae get that offbeat going this is really because i do think that genre needs an update because people are still doing jimmy buffett and you know bob dylan covers which are great but you know when our generation retires, we're not going to want to hear that. So mm-mm, I'm going to I'm going to play George Michael covers, you know, on a shack. Did you in, in hear shack. Jimmy Buffett has got a retirement home now? 
Yeah, it's a Mar- Margaritaville retirement it's home. It's a real yeah. thing. Yeah, and he's got a chain restaurant, so I'm trying to figure out which songs of mine I could turn into a, a retirement home oh, empire. Sh- I think there's a party going on. I think there's party a party village. going on, definitely. <laughs> um, let's do another. Driving what, with Grandpa. Should we should we play one from village. the album, or should we do another live one here think, in the studio? Yeah, let's uh, play if, one from the album. Yeah, if we could do, let's do the Brooklyn uh, <gasps> one, Yay! because that sort of fits in what we were almost uh, alluding to. You are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn uh, here at the home uh, Bushwick is where we are at. Uh, we're coming to you there out in the world. Uh, we, I know we've got a lot of um, people who listen from Antarctica. Ooh. Um, we've got a lot of um, uh, Tuscaloosa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. No, we it's do a have Australians. Town. A lot of Australians. Really? Oddly, yes. Um, What's up, down under? Koreans. Korea. Anyone in Switzerland? I'm going to be there in a Swiss. couple weeks. You Swiss. You Swiss. Um, en Genève. Call in. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be expensive, actually. Um, does it still cost money to, like, international it's, it's call? Or can you just yeah, Facebook you could, call? Yeah. or WhatsApp us, Skype us. I know, right? Yeah, WhatsApp. i got to get a WhatsApp. Um, oh, okay. We're going to do well, – why don't you want to introduce it? Or um, it introduces I think, I think itself. There's, I think there's, okay. an in, like, a bit of an introduction. But uh, I guess I could say what I liked about – Introduce the introduction. I, well, I was – well, one of the reasons it's on the album, because I introduced it saying this might not be on the album because it's very Brooklyn-specific – but it's a slower, more introspective song, but I really like the way the audience sort of – the response of the audience sort of builds, and it was really sort of fun. I think that that's why I left it on anyway because I liked – has an arc. I liked – yeah, I liked the uh, – I don't know. You'll, you'll see. We'll talk. Hit it. And I promised myself I would try to do one more, uh, one more if my voice was holding out. So let me, yeah. let me uh, try this one. And this one might not be on the album because it's super Brooklyn-specific. I don't really even have to explain it. It's pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, I like to explain songs for, like, five minutes before I do them. (laughs) So I think a lot of us, we've been here a while. In this borough. Sometimes I wonder why I'm here. I don't really like craft beer. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? I work as a pet sitter. I'm not verified on Twitter. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? Has my time passed? I don't podcast. I don't know the guy who works the door. I'm not quite on brand. I won't pretend I know that band. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? No cool startup firm employs me. The concept of brunch annoys me. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? I've never had a high colonic. My bowling team was not ironic. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? Am I too old? I do my yoga cold. I go and get my groceries from the store. I'm not.
not famous or rich. I think a bond me's just a sandwich. Do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? No one follows me on Spotify. I would never say it just makes sense to buy. What kind of monster would tell you that? Can Siri or Alexa help me? Is there a BuzzFeed quiz that tells me if I belong in Brooklyn anymore? <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, thank you. And it's just like... Even just yeah, like the music of it, I I really like the music oh, in thanks. it too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I love the words because I'm Brooklyn, <laughs> I'm Brooklyn through through, right? Let's yeah. um, <laughs> But uh, that's a great part about what you do is that uh, you know you really are a great musician, you know, <laughs> and uh, exploring that. And and I know we touched on this the last when your first time here. Um, you've been here a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but your process seems like sometimes you think of the words first and then sometimes it, or you mostly yeah. think of the music first. No, it, it goes it, uh, either or. It goes back and forth. Like this, That particular song is one I definitely had the music first and mm -hmm. I couldn't find the right, you know, and when, when I do have the music first, it's a lot harder to write funny lyrics to an existing melody than it is to write a melody to a funny lyrics. True. You know? So this, this is one that when I had the music and I really liked it, but it. The music itself just sounded very introspective. You know, it's a quiet, introspective song. Yeah, but that's why it works with and, the lyrics that you put yeah, with and it, so you know? Like, I, tried so, I tried different things, and, you know, it has to fit the rhythm. And then once I hit, uh, do I belong in Brooklyn anymore? I was like, oh, that fits. And then once I hit that, like, it was clear, like, oh, this, you know, and plus it's something, as we were saying earlier, you know, I have escape fantasies, and I've been here a long time. And it's, it's, yeah. it's every year it's a harder city to, to survive as an artist oh in, God. you know, so... It's, it's all of that poured into the song. Support but. us on Patreon. <laughs> buy the album. <laughs> Seriously, buy the album. Support. That's how you can, you know, if you want to support an artist who's uh, making something unique and different and special and makes you laugh and feel good, um, you know, go uh, buy the album. Uh, you can go anywhere on iTunes. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp everywhere. as well. RobPRocks.Bandcamp.com. I think it's only eight bucks on Bandcamp right yeah. now. So it's Can pretty you buy directly from your website or no? Um, no, I don't have a, I, you know, cause it's all digital now. So I just do the digital through CD digital. baby and Bandcamp. I right. used to have a, like an order thing, but it was, it might be easier now, but just like when I was on the road a lot, fulfilling right. the orders was hard cause I'd have to get to the post office and the post office in my neighborhood. So yeah, we do a pay what you want, but there's like a secret page with the downloads. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> do, do people give me money? No. <laughs> um, have you considered Patreon or no? Because um, you'd be great at that. I, I did. They want content like, every I guess, day. Uh, you know. But yeah, I guess I uh, prolific. I want to be able to. Uh, yeah, I want. I guess I want. I, I want to be able to check out when I when I uh, and not you know yeah. just. I want to take breaks when I can. You know, yeah, like, so I, 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 hear I, that. I would worry that. I mean, do you feel that? 
you have to do stuff every week because you have the <laughs> subscribers? Or are there times where you can tell them, I'm going to go on a two-week break, but when I come back, they'll be I like... I don't even tell them. Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't have that many. I've only got 35, I think 30-something like people. And they're all like dollar people. So it's yeah. not like they're like, God damn it, where'd my dollar go this month? You know, like, you know. Yeah, but it's like, so- sometimes you come to me and you're like, oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, I, do I do. For my, I, there's you know. a, there's so definitely an anxiety. Mind, yeah. You know? yeah. But also, I'm like, I should be producing work. And like, that does keep me sometimes like you know motivated but now that i have a show uh i i'm putting out a lot more stuff and i'm doing a lot of like here's the behind the scenes and here we're in the studio recording and we're putting drums you know like if you can if you can have it you know sort of parallel something Mm -hmm. you're doing like yeah that kind of stuff like you're working on an album then there's like an extra alt take or like an alternate track or something you know for i got mike yeah. malazzo like doing all my you know puppets <laughs> and you know I, I like i just did him for like three days well, i'm like this is him me and him arguing there's certain types of artists that you want to see the behind the scenes and there's other types of artists where you really you don't you only want to see yeah. the finished product and, right you know you, if you fit in that niche well, i think i'm all about some... behind the scene like you know, that's the only thing i mean i don't know my, my finished all, product's fine but like it's all scenes. about people like to see me make what i've learned is that people like to see me make mistakes and fail. <laughs> like that's like that's just like oh that they love it. Yeah. They're like oh yeah. I was like oh man that set sucked. They're like no it was amazing. <laughs> I'm like all my equipment broke down. They're like yeah, but you made us all sing all the parts and it worked. You know, um, yeah. I it's it's like good and you know it's like anything where people are giving you money to do stuff. Like yeah. I feel like you're owing you owe them something and then also. Um, deadlines are great for yeah. creativity, especially, you know, I am pretty self-motivated. I, I would say you are, you are as well. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we have to be, yeah. you, know, you know, otherwise, <laughs> you know, you're getting your SAG DVDs and not, oh, I should do that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am getting, I do get my SAG stuff and I'm like, God that. damn it. Uh, I yeah. still I have to get back I just back got into... screeners today and I think you have to vote. I thought you had to vote by today. I think you have to vote by today. So we have to actually oh. go home and watch Mary Poppins. Mary, that's the only We have one Mary Poppins. I got screeners today. No, in the we mail have Roma. Oh, we can Roma, do Roma. Yeah, that's right. Netflix. Oh yeah. And one was just, I just got the whole season of Glow today. So I'm like, am I going to be able to watch this before? Uh... <laughs> I know. Luckily I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, but I should vote. I want to vote. Yeah. I want to be an informed voter. Yeah. I want to be informed. I've really seen almost everything though. Is yeah. there anything stand out for you or? No, because I didn't. I didn't see enough to, yeah. to know. I did the one I just watched most. You recently had to have was seen the, Bohemian Rhapsody, though. I didn't see it. Yet. <gasps> what? I know. Or A Star Is Born. I didn't see that one. Oh yet either. my god! And uh, get out of here. The most recent one I saw was the Melissa McCarthy one. It was great. I liked, Don't oh, forgive yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, can you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive me? me? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, it, well, I liked it I, especially because of her and the the other lead guy. Like just their their scenes were great. Yeah. yeah. And you know, sort of New York in the early '90s or whenever it was, and there were some beautiful like winter snow shots. And the true storyness of it and, you know, all that stuff. I really, I really dug it. Um, I don't know how much, like, people are raving about it. Like, it's like one of those ones. Because The Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody are just taking, and then Green Card, or not Green Card, um, Green Green Book Book is like sort of. Green Card with Gerard Depardieu. It's coming back. I'm going to vote for theater. Regardless. (laughs) Just like everything. You just write in Green Card. (laughs) Andy uh, McDowell and Gerard Depardieu. Right. I don't. Oh. I never saw that movie. Why do I know that that those that's who's in it? I don't know, man. That's I'm... taking up space in my brain where something useful could be. Something better could be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a logic complaint. I uh, like today. I, I couldn't remember the the word Advil for, <laughs> but I remember for some reason. You're like, oh man, you like had to take an Advil that to remember. It. I was like, it's ibuprofen, but what's the brand name of ibuprofen? <laughs> and so, like, yeah, every time that happens, I'm like, up. Oh, this is it. It's the beginning of the decline. Uh, it's heroin. All downhill. Um, yeah. No, that's a, that's I, a brand name. I have a terrible um, memory. 
Craig knows. Like, I'm always like, I this let guy him. knows whatever his name is. I'm like, uh, you over there. I'm Do like, I? if I, if I, I can't know. remember something, he is my literally my memory. Like, he's my computer. I'm your Siri. He's yeah. my Siri. Yeah. Hey, Craig. What? <laughs> what year did Green Card come out? Green Card. <laughs> Released 2018. No, that's Green Book. Oh. You're wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Green card. I want to guess that it came out in oh, uh, nineteen. I'm gonna say 1990. Even let's now. Let's do 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 I don't know why the girl from Ipanema came out because it's uh, Joe Beam's, Beam's birthday. birthday. We found that out before the show because I think yeah, the show yeah. previous to yours. Or... Preve the preve. Um, but we don't forget. Uh, we are here every other week. Uh, we have on the eighth. Uh, February is my birthday. Um, we are going to have my friend Erin and her cello. Do you know Erin? Yeah, she's been on my show. It's been on forever. I love her. She's amazing. She and I go back, like, we were friends like 25 years ago, or 20, 20 years ago. Like, we used to work together. So, getting a spinning wheel. Uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, you gotta have that. She's on next in two weeks. She's on on February 8th. Uh, she's got a new band and a new <gasps> 1990 boom. <laughs> Why did I know that? <laughs> The year I was born. Was more the year space I was born. to be destroyed in your brain. <laughs> right. you know? I'm sorry. We yeah. We interrupted okay. Aaron and, and okay. her cello. Erin uh, and her cello um, on February 8th. It's going to be awesome. She's got a new band and a whole new like direction. I think she's going to do her. She does great stuff though. And it's really cute, quirky, unique stuff um, with great arrangements and good good musicians. She always has. I'm like, if you're going to bring a stand up bass guy, <laughs> oh, we don't have a whole lot of room. But um, it, it'll get interesting in here, I think. Uh, and then on the 22nd is the Fr- Frigid Festival uh, feature on Mockumental. And it'll be a bunch of shows from the Frigid Festival. Uh, I'm partaking this year. I open on the 21st. Woo-woo. I have dates on March 1st, um, 3rd, 5th, and 9th. Uh, you can see all about that on my website at killythekid.com. Um, but enough about that. That's going to be a, that's going to be crazy. What's the name of your show? It, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Okay. So, I think in wrong so we were like going over and over the names. We were like, sleep when I'm dead. No, nah, it's been, oh, it's done. Uh, we did a nocturnal, well, a nocturnal admission, uh, that, admissions was a second. That was a good one. Yeah. It's a very, it was his, it was, it was a second. But Sleep Depraved came in off the cuff on Twitter, <laughs> and guess who it was? Yes, it was Rob Peravonian's suggestion, um, and sort of, you know, like... It was you a write-in s- candidate, because I think you were doing a poll, because you had write-in. your four favorites. I'm like, ah, oh, can I write in a... <laughs> yes! And it won! Um, and, it, and it kind of, as the lights did for your show... Um, but even more so, it sort of affected a lot of the pieces that I'm putting in the show, um... Because I was like, well, it's got to be depraved. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, I mean, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not really like depraved. Like, like I can, I can do it though. Um, so I wanted to, because it's depraved. so good. Um, and I put put a lot of interesting things in there that are quite depraved. Um, but it sort of did give me a little like um, inspiration. Oh, cool! Not only was it a great name, thank and thank you, and oh, I was happy to help come to <laughs> the show. <laughs> She give her half writer writer's credit as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I even like have like one of the songs ends with the yeah when ends with the um, sleep depraved. In it, awesome! So. I'm so happy to be able to help. I thank you so much because it was like I wanted. To, I knew I wanted to do the show. I just didn't know how I wanted to do it. So it, like I said, it did like me, give me a little like guide um, into the 
um, horror that is my life right now. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> and I can't sleep anymore. I can't help you with the horror. I could just help you express the horror. Help me. Um, yeah, I'm never going to sleep again. I mean, that's pretty much just, just the way it's going to go. Oh, I can hear my vocal fry coming back right yeah. now. Well, let's do another song. Um, oh, okay. I have a. I want to do. A, I have a little quizzy. Well, let's do a quizzy. Okay. Because it's fun too, and then we'll do another song. Um, song. <laughs> hey, I like song. Um, this is. We'll call it. Um, would you rather? Not would you rather. It's the other one. Lightning round. Lightning round. Here we go. Lightning round. Nice. Yes, yes, it is that time where we ask a question. Uh, you don't have to say too much. Uh, you can go on a little bit. Um, keep it tight. Um, fast as lightning. Fast. You know, lightning strikes twice. Oh, no, that's right. Um, what movie would be greatly improved if it was, if it was made into a musical? Um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ooh, well... It probably already has. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be a musical at this point. Um, Craig? Uh, E.T. Aww. I love the music from it, but it could be better if it was a musical. You know? like, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say green card. <laughs> oh. It's just time. Yeah. It's time. Right. It's been um, waiting. For, since 1990, I've been waiting. <laughs> Reprises his role. Um. If your ten-year-old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current body, mm. body, <laughs> what would your ten-year-old self do first? Uh, jerk, jerk off. It's gotta, <laughs> it's gotta be right. I don't know. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to answer uh, it for you. That was rude. I would try to find out if we can go to outer space. Why are Ooh. Why aren't we going to outer space mm. yet? Or why mm-hmm. can't I get to outer space mm-hmm. yet? That's all I cared about when I you was 10. You would go to astronaut like, camp yeah, immediately. Yeah, space stuff is all right, I cared right. about when I was 10. Oh, yeah. Wait, so and I would a, weep in how old I'm become. A, now I'm all about space stuff. <laughs> Wait, is this a time travel question? Or oh. are we back when we were 10 suddenly in our No, I think it's your 10-year-old self body. is now inhabiting. It's like, it's like big, sort of, right? Well, yeah. If I became yeah. an adult when I was 10, then I would steal a car and go roller skating. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but not steal. I would take the parents' car. Yes. You know what I mean? I would, I would drive myself to right. go roller skating. Yeah, I'd go to like a rated R movie, I guess. Or something. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're not going to question me. Let me see if I can get in. <laughs> yeah, I would do anything just to like, get out of my parents' house for a little while. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't, you yeah. couldn't do that when you were 10, I guess. Not really. I mean, yeah, yeah that's not true. I mean, I I'm still come from the era of, uh, you know, we played outside. <laughs> and rode our bikes around until yeah. like it got dark, and then then there would be a paranoid situation if we weren't home by dark. But like, yeah, was it? Well, yeah, when the street lights come on, that's when you have to go. Yeah, and it was no big deal. And I, I remember riding home. Even the only reason one time I rode home after dark was because I caught a fish, and I had to ride my bike home with the fish in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I caught it right before it was getting dark. And so, you know, my brother riding home and I'm riding like, you know, without my touching the handlebars. And, you know, that took some, you know, finesse. Yeah. It's finesse. <laughs> um, and I uh, got home and I was so proud of the fish. And my mom was on the, uh, in the street with all the other parents. And she's like, oh my God, oh, they're God. dead. <laughs> they're dead. And I'm like, but I have a fish, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my, I think my dad took it and threw it into the... Oh. <laughs> 
He slapped you with it. Into the uh, field. There was a field across from my house. I just tossed it. It was like a a religious story. I have caught in fish. It was really sad. I went on way too long for a lightning round, though. Damn it. That's all right. That was a great story. Yeah. That poor fish. There were fish involved. I still think of them today. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you catch this fish? (laughs) Somewhere. This weird pond. It sounds like you stole that story from like Little House in the Prairie. Like half pint. Yeah. You brought a fish home half pint. I didn't. I mean, it didn't steal. And then we walked along the railroad tracks to see a dead body. Yes. Who knows? We're just mixing all the genres. We'll do that. And then um, Wilfred Brimley was there, and we took off in a spaceship. <laughs> Why not? And scene. For the longest um, time, I thought Don Amici was one word. <laughs> Wait, just, it's not? No, I'm uh, yeah, I just thought he was like a one name, like Liberace. Right. I thought it was Don Amici. Hey, Don Amici. <laughs> He's in Cocoon also, for anyone wondering why I just uh, brought that name out of nowhere. We just dated ourselves as old as the people in Cocoon. I wrote a song that got one play once that was like, because Craig had said to me, I want to grow old with you so we can remake Cocoon. And I was like, that was the first line of the song. One of our wedding vows. For real. Um, All right, here we go. Here we go. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Ah. Threading a needle. <laughs> when was the last time you threaded threaded a needle? Um, within like a couple months ago. Really? I had to. I had to uh, yeah. Had Darn to make your an al- socks. Yes. <laughs> okay, half pint. I had to. I made an alteration to my guitar strap actually, so uh, I had to like. I had to take it in a Look little. Look at you, <laughs> crafty. Yeah. That is. Um, what about you, Craig? Uh, I think like riding, like spinning, like riding a stationary bike. Stupid looking. It is stupid yeah. looking. Any kind of exercise, you look dumb. That's why, like, I can't go to a gym. Like, we have a gym in our on our roof, and I'm like, and we both are like, let's go up and see if anyone's there. <laughs> I'll check. Yeah, it's, it's like going to the bathroom at a CD bar. Where someone has to stand guard at the door and not let anyone in. <laughs> oh man, I miss those days though. <laughs> Aww, make um, sure I get out okay, but also make sure nothing weird comes in. Right. <laughs> and hold my hair when I'm on the elliptical. <laughs> and vomiting at the same time. Um, uh, if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Oh, man. Uh, sparrows. Sparrows. Because they just look nice. They just hop around and mm. are always grabbing at things. Yeah, they're angly. Yeah. They're, no. Um, they're angly? Yeah, like they're sharp. Oh. They're sharp. You know, like yeah. I feel like they're not. I thought you were trying to say angry and you said angry. <laughs> angry. They're sharp and abrupt moving. I was, that's before, I swear before you said that, I was going to say hummingbirds. Because oh. they're like, you know, they're kind of rude. Like, oh, they're I got to be somewhere. I got to yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. you know. They're like on Coke all the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Um, now I just feel like I can't definitely have to steer clear of the bird. Yeah. situation you don't want to copy <laughs> um the rudest animal would probably be like well well now i'm gonna say i was gonna pe- a peacock i mean yeah. i don't know yeah. I'm saying, why are birds so cunty <laughs> yeah. i don't know we see ourselves in them <laughs> I, do. I do peacock um okay i'll just do let's see oh, oh they're pretty good ones uh what's the most ridiculous fact you know uh, this was hard. Yeah, this one's hard. I, I have like so I don't much even know anything. From, I, if it's not the fact that I knew when Green Card came out, I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. ask an answer. Yeah. Oh man, I, I don't. Yeah, what's the weirdest fact? That's hard. Let's do. Let's do an easier Uranus one. Uranus is upside down. Ooh, <laughs> nice. 
goes both, it, you know, hits all the marks <laughs> yes. on that. Right. Check. All right. I don't know. Do you have a weird fact you know, babe? Um, I mean, uh, a mile is 5,280 feet, which isn't weird, but the That's fact weird. the fact that I remember that and know that, and I think most people don't, is weird, I guess. I don't know. I had no idea. I knew it was around that, but I didn't have any yeah, idea what the I exact mean, number was. I don't was. know. I'm, not, I'm terrible at like distances. I'm like, it's like 40 yards. And Craig's <laughs> like, it's like 15 feet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it is? Um, I would say I've learned a lot about sleep. Um, so I can like rattle off like tons of stupid shit about sleeping and like 70 million people have trouble sleeping. Um, there's 40 billion planets, uh, that could be inhabitable within our, uh, I guess. It's just our galaxy, right? Mm, Yes. Within our galaxy that have suns that have the possibility of, uh, having life near them. Um, that doesn't sound like a fact I know. I'm like, it's a thing that things happen to. There's a large burning yellow thing in the sky. That things might dance around. Um, love shack. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was gonna, uh, let's do one more. Uh, the weirdest thing you have in your apartment. Weirdest thing you have in your apartment. Mm, uh, spent 50 cal shell casing. Why? I, I Gotta know. found it in Afghanistan when I was uh, I did a two week comedy tour there, and Holy shit. I snuck it out. You're not supposed to take that stuff home. <laughs> and I also looked up because nobody I, tell. I, I brought it home, and then um, you know, I know at some at some of those battlefields they use like depleted uranium for like shell like armor piercing <laughs> stuff. I'm like, maybe I just have uranium in it. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think it. I've does, been sleeping but, with it under my pillow right. for like. <laughs> I have this large growth in the back of my head that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that on the, on the mm, internet. That's all right. We know. It, no, there's got to be a statute of limitations. Yeah, I think it's like two point six years. Yeah, <laughs> a half life. Of my gosh, life, yeah. that's <laughs> a, a, one of the things that I know. One of the most ridiculous facts I know. Um, what's the weirdest this, thing we have in our apartment? Uh, you know what it is. Uh, well, I, no, exactly. We, we got to have the same answer. It's a tie, though. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, one of them is my hair. That's true. Tupperware. <laughs> he cut off his hair to make a wig of his own hair. Oh, I think you posted about that. Recently, I did. Like within I the did. last month or two, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> to make it, because at some point he's like, it's someday I'm going to want to make a wig. Someday I'm when I make it, baby. For uh-huh. his I'm own have head. My head my... For his own head. Not for someone else. Yeah. Not for a cancer victim. Right. Or no, any... of course not. No. And I want to have it styled exactly like the hair I have when I don the wig so it's like it's a backup wig in case anyone ever grabs my grabs me by the hair oh yeah is it did you look up uh, how to store it so it'll you know keep like, i put did you the have to look? yeah the the um dry uh, packets in oh, there silica gel? to keep the silica gel yeah to make oh, it so um, yeah, silica, and you braid yeah. it and then it's in tupperware so yeah. it's not like i mean they pour fruit fresh on top we've had it for 10 <laughs> i can guarantee it's been 10 years it's been yeah, 10 right. years wow i mean hair I, mean, I should have dead already. That. You I can sh- find hair on corpses that have been in the ground for hundreds of years. Oh, wait a second. Like, now I found the doesn't... weirdest thing that is her. <laughs> the weirdest thing is me. <laughs> no, and the second weirdest thing is the little wheelchair I have. Oh, right? the baby wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. From it's, American. It's a doll wheelchair. American oh. girl. American doll. The company. American whatever. doll. Oh, yeah. yeah. American girl doll. And I, girl dolls. Yeah. I. I don't know. I love the. The, the miniaturized, scaled mechanics of is it. Is it like an antique one, or is it like more contemporary? I mean, it's made the, of plastic. But all those Contemporary girls, and purple. 
It's really? the, the fabric the, is purple. All the dolls yeah, are yeah. supposed to be from different eras or something, right? So it's not like an FDR doll. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what doll it was connected to, but I originally bought it's it. It's a doll that can't get around very well right now. <laughs> that's for sure. A non-ambulatory. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> I think we have to end it there. I don't know what else to do. Like, how else can you like? Um, and we have the hair, and we I have the like, go on and tiny Dale, someone, tiny doll wheelchairs. Oh, man, it's the doll insulin that I, you know. <laughs> It's crazy, uh, but I used to see. I this probably so you have a different answer. This probably wouldn't go over, but I had a. I used to do a song called "Famous Baby" when I was first, you know, doing comedy music, and it was about having a baby so I could give it to Madonna, because um, I don't really want to have children, but I want a famous baby, and then she could raise it, and then I could be like, "That was my famous baby." So it obviously had to be black. I thought so. I had a black baby doll. And then he got the wheelchair, and then she would sit in the. It was this, there were a lot of wrong <laughs> things. <laughs> and then she lost a leg, so it worked. Oh yeah, yeah you know, it felt like you know she needed it. So she's still around. Pfizer, that's her name. She was sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Man, those were that, those were different times, everybody. So just you know, don't call me now. Pfizer times. Um. So let's let's do another song, or should right. we do one? Let's do one here, and then we'll do one here, and then maybe we'll do one here. Oh. Um. Just so Wait. you know. What's here? <laughs> I don't know, man. What is here? Um, you guys, you know, you're obsessed with space. I'm obsessed with time, space time. Um, yeah, I want to request, but I don't want to request the wrong. Because I think you did it the last time you were here. So why don't oh, okay. you play whatever you want? All right. Well, um, I think because we we mentioned we were talked a little bit about uh, Bossa Nova oh, on, on the way in because and then the, the show before us was playing a lot of uh, Jobim because it's a, his birthday apparently. I love Bossa Nova as a guitar player. It's just so much fun to play. So this is a song I wrote this summer. It's a Bossa Nova jam and it's more of a summery song, but maybe it'll warm you up if you're in a cold place like we are. Totally. Because I've been living in uh, New York for a while, and I always wanted to write a, a classic city summer song. Like, uh, you know, Summer in the City by Love and Spoonful or, um, you know, Fresh Prince had a song called Summertime. Summertime. And, you know, so uh, there's an aspect of summer living in New York that has bothered me ever since I've moved here. And I finally, this summer, finally set it to music. And this is what I came up with. Grown men in flip-flops I've never understood Walking city streets with open feet cannot be good. The streets are filled with rat poop, dog pee, and all types of grime. Your feet will be encased in filth in just three minutes' time. Grown men in flip-flops, why is this what they choose? We're riding on the R train, we're not on a frickin' cruise. Your feet are not that pretty, why must we all keep them here? And could you at least have trimmed your toenails once this year? The exception to my flip-flop prohibition are these three. If you're at the pool or at the beach or in the state of Hawaii. <laughs> Flip-flops are allowed in the entire state of Hawaii, by the way. Even at formal events. That's just culture, man. <laughs> Grown men in flip-flops, each year my anger grows. 
This city's gross enough without me seeing your damn toes. So if they keep it up, I might start mugging them for fun. Cause grown men in flip-flops can't run. No, they can't run. No, 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 they... If they start chasing you, just run to an area with a lot of broken glass. Or hop up a curb, they'll probably trip. Or just keep running until the little thing pops out of the sole of the flip-flop. Then we'll have to stop and put it back together. And then you can mug them again. Take away their flip-flops. That'll teach them. Oh, yeah. Grown men in flip-flops. Uh, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. The thing is, here's the thing for me. Yes. Can I say the thing? Yes, say the thing. The thing. Please. For me. The thing is, um, I always tried to get Craig to wear flip-flops. Because really? I was like, come on, man, relax. You you know, just put the flip-flops on. You know, why are you so uptight about Because he wouldn't even, like, we would go on vacation, and he'd be like, I don't want to fucking, fuck, fucking flip-flop. I want a tennis shoe, uh, tennis shoe, or a tennis shoe. Uh, sneaker. You know, something requiring Maybe a, a sneaker. Or Vans. A van. <laughs> a yes. van. Maybe. A sneaker. Um, yeah. And then now, here we are. We're bringing it back. And now he was never going to wear flip-flop again. But he doesn't oh. even go out in the well, city. Well, I, he I, had, out in the city I anyway. had my exceptions. You know, and when you're uh, you know, know, at, at the beach, but it's just in the walking around New York City, the yeah. streets are so gross. And then when I'm on the subway and I see, like, and women wear sandals all the time. But Always. women take care of their feet. They, they wash them on occasion and they Sometimes. get you know they take care of the toenails mm-hmm. and Ooh, uh, many petties, dudes baby. don't i mean even just a little lotion i don't want to see ashy toes i don't want to see the ashy toes on the subway clip a, clip a toenail yeah you know? and i have like i have wonderfully proportioned toes my toes are very cute and uh you know but i i it's got I, boots on you guys i can't tell it's it's january and you know i don't want to post pictures but you know online there's and... that guy though that goes <laughs> that he's out and he's gonna put the shorts and the flip-flops oh, I, on it yeah. and like and it's 30 degrees in my neighborhood out. this week i saw a dude because he was going to the corner store what and he trying to break i just just yeah it's a weird just wear slippers like me i <laughs> do and it's funny because like people do shit on people like that and i'm like well i do wear my robe to Dwayne reed and i don't even care because i'm like who fucking who is gonna notice in new york city like is that the weirdest thing you're gonna see i think rob's gonna care stuff like that this lady was in a robe (laughs) and she was going to Dwayne reed but see being in a robe at Dwayne reed there there i have way more empathy for someone in that position because like you you go to Dwayne reed when you need like flu medicine (laughs) so and if you have no one that can bring you flu medicine you have to go get it i mean you know call him a call him b you know just i'll I'll, but yeah it's just uh you know on a perfectly perfectly normal day someone else is otherwise you know Know, dressed, you know, you took the time to put pants on, put, right. so cup, put socks, and do your maybe, part, don't ruin my may, day. Yeah, maybe this is just my issue, and uh, I will learn to live with it because um, now that I've put it out there, I disagree with you. This uh, is some bullshit. So I'll get more added for this than I will the vocal fry. <laughs> so many letters the, uh, the, the, addressed to the Radio Free Brooklyn Organization right. of America is gonna you have to have a flip flop disclaimer in front of this song. Now. My favorite part about the song is the little thing underneath the, oh, the fall, that comes out. out that pops out because it's true, it yeah. happens. And it's bullshit. Unless I guess <laughs> yeah. you spend like a lot of money on your flip flops, then maybe yeah, I don't even wear Gucci, yeah. your Gucci flip flops. Maybe they don't do that. You know, with some <gasps> with some. Uh, rhymes, <laughs> now I'm starting to sound like with rhymes. Oh, Celtic frost. Yeah, but now I'm starting to sound like an Italian. 
know. What, I don't know what I'm starting to sound Italian like. Italian Celtic Ross. Maybe. Like that. It could happen. They could mesh. Right. They could come together for the greatest album ever in metal <laughs> music. <laughs> Eddie Trunk would be like, what? Do an Eddie Trunk. Do an Eddie Trunk? Yeah, do one. That's insane. I can't do Eddie Trunk. <laughs> I, I no, you can't. I don't even know. I wouldn't. He, know. He's got a. He's got kind of a neat voice, you know. Like he's Eddie drunk. It, 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 it's it, not though. It's not. It's not. I can't. It's hard to. Do you know Eddie? Is Trunk that your radio? It's, oh, you don't. It's, it's all right if you don't guy. He's me. a metal guy. Oh, okay. uh, like the maybe the greatest metal DJ ever, and the only maybe. reason I know <laughs> is because of him. I on, would have no on idea. Radio or on. He's had, he's had a, a FM show. He's on tonight. Uh, starting at 11. He's had a show on for like 30 years. Is it like syndicated it's and a, stuff? Or? Yeah, it's syndicated. Oh, okay. It's all over the country. He's got an XM radio show too. Um, but uh, yeah, he's been doing, he's like the metal the guy. The metal go-to uh, guy. You know, we whatever, used that, to... whatever has, if that has value these days. I don't mm. know. Well, I think there's like a definite metal um, under. Well, it's very, very to... underground. Yeah. yeah, but there's still like once you're a metal fan, you're always a metal fan. Like, and you're like die hard. You know, like that's. I think that's part of the thing about being metal. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if like Christopher Cross has like I the mean, die hard it, fans. It definitely like, doesn't translate to like pop music. You know, Cross, like though. people aren't die hard pop fans of what they were enamored with five years ago. Right. You know, they just keep moving on. Whereas metal. Metalheads are like stuck in the 60s or 70s, usually. Yeah. You know, they and don't 80s. get, yeah, exa- well, yeah, but they don't travel beyond there. Yeah. In other words, someone who loved 80s metal thinks 90s metal is shit, you know, generally, and they're <laughs> just stuck metal in metal like with a, NU. It's not like the way with work. every like, like genre, like, although with comedy music, we're like, we're not like, you know, um, Tiny Tim was where it was at, man. Ass. No one else ever. He's an asshole, you know. He never, you're never going to be able to be a weird owl, you know. Right. There will never even, be another why weird Why are you even owl? trying? <laughs> um, actually, you know, the funny part is that I'm not a huge parody fan. Yeah, I, I, think... I did a parody today about the wall, the oh, yeah. Wonder Wall. I did a Wonder. I mean, how like cool? I, I basically phoned it in. <laughs> I, I, you know, that, well, the first comedy music bit I had was a parody of the love boat theme again it was a while ago uh but but uh, that's funny i did Already. i did some i did some parodies early in my act but i always wanted to get to the point where i was writing originals and do mostly originals and i still every once in a great while i'll break one out mostly at my monthly show where yeah. I, I you know sometimes i'll do stuff just for that show yeah in particular and when is oh yeah we said the 16th is the next yeah. date it's a seven thirty uh time at qed uh, it's always. Do you know who's on the show? Besides um, myself, I find it. Yeah. Um, myself. I know myself is on the show. I think, I think we have a. The next couple of months, I know I have some good power pack lineups, and, and I know I. I well, think it I, must not be the one I'm on. Oh, that's <laughs> definitely the one you're on. Because, like I said, I'm flying back from uh, my first ever shows. I think you're going to be like I'm the flying people in oh, for yeah. the show. This is yeah. This is a uh, this is heavy hitters all. Uh-oh. We got Ben Pernick, <gasps> Killy Dwyer, oh my god, Reform Tours, <gasps> Adam Blotner. Oh Jesus. That's oh a, my god that's a good line adam was just my last guest so oh, okay yeah step god, to the left is country just, album oh it's <laughs> so good that oh, makes me laugh i mean that's a great concept yeah it's a fun it's yeah once you had that concept <laughs> you're you can go, you're golden because you know he uh he just nails it every song is for yeah. me it was really really good so that's uh yeah that's um yeah february 16th qed seven thirty on a saturday sure. and uh if you're in switzerland i'm doing a few shows in geneva geneva Whoa. 
And on a day off, I'm going to try to go to convention. I'm going to try to go to CERN. You know, the, the particle accelerator. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go try to oh visit my God. and nice. see like the yeah. nerding in here right now <laughs> is like <laughs> peaking. Yeah. Ner- nerd levels on the computer are going <laughs> insane. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you I'm going to finish myself. Sorry, jerking off to it. <laughs> you know, the um, churches and museums and stuff. Yeah, but they smash atoms too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I would love to, well, let's do two things. Okay. We have time for two things. I know you put your guitar away, but like maybe one more. Okay. And then we'll play out on whatever song you decide from the album. Okay. Let me, uh, let me, uh, I, I'm making him work for his, you know, dinner here, which I did not buy him. Uh, we do pay millions of den, tens of dollars. So we need tens of dollars. Let's see. Uh, Ooh. It's so pretty. Can we- <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the CD right now. I'm like kind of an am- I'm like it's. I feel like we should turn down the lights and get it nice actually, and purple. Victor Varnado took this picture. Victor is, you know, so multi talented. I love that guy. Um, and I okay, need- I got it. Yeah, I just was trying to figure you know because time wise we're on a. No, so yeah, I'll take your time. I'm gonna do this. This is a song I wrote. It's. Um, you can always chat about it after. Um, uh, this is for uh, how I imagine if I were in high school today and had to deal not only with all the social media, but uh, you apparently can't ask someone to prom uh, without doing a big stunt with extras and props and putting it on video. It's called prom proposals, and I would be really bad at it, I know, because I was bad at everything else social-oriented in high school. So if I had to do a prom proposal, I think it might go a little something like this. We're both in science class, and I use that to ask you to go to prom with me. I built a model rocket, and I shot it to the place I thought you would be. The paint was still wet, and the whole thing set on fire as it came down. Now your parents' restaurant, where you were working, is the hottest place in town. It was the most epic promposal ever, so I'm the one you should choose. No one else who asked you out had a video with so many views. <laughs> Mine was even on the evening news. <laughs> you can call it a fail, cause I wound up in jail for a short amount of time. But if I confess and you don't say yes, that would be a crime. Another crime <laughs> so go to prom with me yeah use it for all your prom I go to prom means. with you after that <laughs> oh thank you Come on. after i blew stuff be amazing. up <laughs> she probably didn't like her parents anyway yeah totally. hi got her the night Durr. off from work She's got logo, <laughs> Um, You guys can get this album, uh, like uh, Rob said, anywhere that music is sold. Find it. It is called Rob P. Rocks a Jazz Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's got, it's not, it's, here's the thing. People put albums out now and it's like, yeah, it's like, or I don't, because I'm like one at a time, now, one <laughs> at a time. There are 13 songs. Uh, there's 15 songs, 15, 21 sorry. tracks. Um, so please, uh, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Um, and every song is just a gem. You're, you only got to hear some of them cause you know, we're not giving everything here. You got to pay for it. Okay. Bitches. Um, <laughs> it's important to support the artist. We're going to go out on a song now from the album of Rob's choosing. We're so glad you tuned in. Please gonna fit. check us out in two weeks on February 8th with Aaron and her cello. 
We'll play. Uh, let's just do track one, and it'll have to fade out when it, <gasps> uh, you know, as as okay, the as the hour goes. But do it. it'll give you a, the intro to the night. What's it called? Uh, Devil dealing. Oh, here. There you go. Got it. Because I put them out of order. You ready like, to rock and roll? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a little story about something that happened after a gig. I was walking home. It was late at night. I had my guitar slung over my shoulder. And I decided to cut down a side street, and it was quiet and dark. And a figure jumped out of the shadows, and there was the smell of sulfur. And the figure got in front of me, and he says, hey, Rob. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Don't you want to know how I know your name? I'm like, no, I'm not surprised. I have like 50 followers on Instagram. <laughs> he says, no, I am the devil, and I'm going to make you choose. Sell me your soul for a pot of gold And I know you won't refuse My first question was, this pot of gold? He's like, yeah, it's a metaphor. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I'm taking the train home and there's no way I'm lugging a pot of gold down the subway stairs. He's like, yeah, I get that. No, in exchange for your soul, I will give you incredible guitar skills. Well, what do you think? Eh? What do you mean, eh? I mean, I already play guitar, and I'm not bad at it. So it's getting a little bit better at the guitar, really worth my immortal soul. It's like, well, I can make you the best guitar player in the world. Well, who cares about that? Have you heard what's on the charts right now? It's all DJs and synthesizers. Who cares? It's like, there's still some, there's some genres that appreciate virtuosity. Oh, so you're going to make me the best jazz musician in the world. Thanks a lot. I'm already poor. He says, I am the devil, and I'm gonna make you choose. Sell me your soul for a pot of gold, and I hope you don't refuse. It's like, look, man, I can make you famous. You could be playing arena tours. I could put a band together for you right now, and you could next month, you could be playing, opening an arena tour for Imagine Dragons. Oh, hard pass. Like, don't knock arena tours. They're the only way the elite acts make any money anymore. Plus, you'll have more women than you'll know what to do with. So you're just going to assume I date women? 